Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. How is everyone doing tonight? I want to just thank you for being on time. Those who just already on the phone lines and I didn't check the chat room, but there may be even a few people in the chat room. Uh, Normally there's not, though. Y'all don't like to chat for some reason. But I want to thank you for being on the phone lines early. Those of you that are already on the phone lines, you know, when you're early, you don't miss nothing. And we do put a lot into these shows from start to finish. So... Hopefully everybody's doing uh, wonderful tonight, as I said earlier in my uh, promo, that you're blessed and highly favored. I mean that because we need that for sure, for sure. I know I do. Well, anyway, I don't want uh, I don't want my co-host to be on hold. We're going to bring her on as fast as possible these days. Uh, let's go to Austin, Texas, area code 512-922. Darling, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Hi. How are you doing, cousin? I'm good. I'm good. Doing well. Can't complain. You're good. We'll just go go ahead and greet the family. Hello, family. My name is Darlene Douglas. For you all that don't know me, um, I am the daughter of Ellis and Carrie Douglas, the granddaughter of Ennis Buddy and Inez Cliff Douglas, and the great-granddaughter of Ed and Isabella Kennedy Douglas. That's right, that's right. And if I didn't mention it, I am grandson of. Let's turn that down a little bit. I am grandson of Azalee Douglas, who is um, daughter of um, Ed and Isabel. Okay? And my mother's name is Irene. I know y'all should know us by now, and we, but I just don't want to ever take for granted that everybody know because we should get we probably get that one call that uh that one excuse me that one guest that don't know his family so we are increasing i was just looking at the ed and isabel page the other night and uh it's 273 members so we are growing now it's been at that number for a while i must say but still we started off at like 100 something now we're up to 273 and i'm hoping praying that we push on over into 300 because this is a very huge family we want to reach out to everybody right darling we do absolutely yes 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 we do so family uh again um this is you listen to the douglas Kennedy family friends network again i'm seth and i have darling on the line all the way from austin and i just want to say tonight family we have a very important show Probably one of the most important shows we've done in a while. Why do I say the word important? Why do I use that uh, adjective? Because tonight we're going to be honoring all graduates on all levels. Okay, even those that haven't graduated yet, that's going to be graduated in June. We want to just honor them uh, by just uh, putting our pictures on the Ed Isabel page. We'll call as many names as we have. So we just want to honor those that have kept their feet to the fire and, and, and worked hard, sacrificed, getting those books, staying up long hours, and just sacrificing financially, probably emotionally, in every way, uh, because schooling these days is not easy. So we want to just definitely uh, uh, put, we have a person in the spotlight, but we're going to put all of the graduates in the spotlight, really, in, in, in one sense. 
And so we'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Um, and I just want to say that uh, this show is going to also go into another, like I said, let me just back up here. I'm going a little too fast. Uh, tonight, let's just go ahead and just talk about what's happening tonight because some of you are anxious to know anyway. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be honoring uh, with the spotlight the one and only Miss Ivory Douglas. I know y'all, some of you may not know who Ivory is, but you will find out. She is a uh, young lady that just graduated from Ohio State um, in the in the master's degree program, and she is a student of many students that will be highlighted, spotlighted tonight. So we'll have her on for sure, and then after that we're going to have a mystery a mystery topic. We'll talk about it. I won't even bring it up until we actually get into the topic. So you just have to just be patient, family, be wondering what is Seth and Darling up to. So, again, we have a mystery topic, and we'll bring that up later. But in the meantime, we do have the two new segments that we're going to be talking about that we'll be featuring again tonight, and that is uh, uh, financial tips. Our weekly financial financial tips by William B, as well as uh, recipes, remedies, and uh, reduced prices by Tasha. Both of these new segments have done really well. I kind of thought they would uh, cover X Y Z, and they actually covered A B C through X Y Z. I mean, they have really done. I mean, it's becoming it's, it's beginning to be two of my favorite parts of the show because William really gets into a lot of things that some of us don't think about. And Tasha really nails it down, talking about just various recipes and remedies and reduced prices, how to uh, save on the pocketbook. So I'm looking forward to those two new segments again tonight, and they are still new. And uh, just a lot of things coming your way, family. We may even play a little bit of Did You Know. Haven't even told Darlene yet, yet, but I know she stays ready. Well, we may, we may play a little bit of Did You Know, because we, we, we said we were going to do it last week, darling, and you know we forgot. You know that, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, so we was going to... I like Did You Know, because it's a time to, to, to bring out accomplishments in the family or with black people in general. So uh, we'll probably get into a little bit of Did You Know tonight, since we didn't do it last week, and I know some of y'all like that. So, darling, I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to you because I know you have always a lot of, uh, well, not always a lot, but sometimes you have announcements and news that's going on around the family. So I know that we, um, uh, we, well, let me just back up here. Uh, I forgot one major thing, y'all. Please forgive me. I'm rushing here. Uh, to all of those that graduated or is graduating this season, Please know that after Miss Ivory Douglas, you may call in and uh, just do a shout-out or introduce yourself. We're going to go ahead and ask that you stick to the three-minute rule. But if you are a, a graduate, you're more than welcome to call the show after Ivory and introduce yourself. If you know someone that is graduating or have graduated, and you just want the family to know about that, maybe we didn't get a chance to get their picture out on the Ed Nisville page, you can do that. Just simply, um, after Ivory, um, call, I mean, press one on your phone line, and we'll bring you on, and you can just go ahead and do a shout-out. 
uh, for that person that we missed, okay? Because we don't want to leave out any of our relatives, okay? It's just that simple. And there's a lot of relatives out there. And I know we missed some, darling. Wouldn't you say? I would think. I would think so. Yeah. So, family, again, I want to just thank everyone for another episode of Blog Talk Radio. And uh, so let's do this, darling. Let's try our best at this point to try to highlight those that did, um, that we do know has uh, graduated, if you don't mind. Let's try to do that. And uh, then what we'll uh, talk about the birthdays, because we got a lot of birthdays for May. And uh, we'll just take it from there. So are you ready? You have a list of the seniors, and I think I have some names as well. Okay, yes, I have. Listening to the sound. Sorry about that. Go ahead. (laughs) Michaela Lowe, which is Rick. Right. And we'll try to. Now, folks, remember, y'all, we only got two rules on this show, and that is uh, to uh, be patient with us, (laughs) be patient with us. And to be positive. So patience is what we're going to ask for tonight because we may get names wrong. We don't know everybody. We really don't. So um, Michaela is Azalee's great, great granddaughter. This is Ain't Robbie. Y'all know Robbie Slaughter. She's been on the show several times. This is her granddaughter, Breck's daughter. Breck is one of her sons, okay? But, um, Congratulations to Michaela on her graduating. Go ahead with your list. Okay, we have a husband and wife, which is Benjamin and Katina, both graduating mm-hmm. from UT Tyler. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess he go by Benjamin, but on his Facebook it says Toshi T O C H I. I guess that's his name. His uh, what everybody calls him. So, congratulations on them being a couple. They're in our little slideshow, so y'all should have seen the couple, uh, their picture. Beautiful couple, and congratulations to them um, for gra- especially doing at the same time. That's quite a feat right there. So yes, um, and who else you have? Elizabeth McVeigh. Okay, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I dropped the ball on Katina. I dropped the ball on Katina and her husband. Uh, Katina is, again, Azalee, uh, great, great granddaughter. Uh, uh, her grandmother, Katina's grandmother, is Naomi. Naomi. Uh, and uh, so, just so everybody know, we want to get these names, uh, give you as much as possible. Go ahead. Okay, um, give us her mother's name. Was it Tina? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to give. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't want to bore with too many facts. But uh, Naomi had a daughter <laughs> named Tina, and Tina gave birth to Katina and died in the process. This is what we talked about last week. Uh, Katina was born, and her mother was Tina, and she passed away while giving birth to Katina. So special baby, and. Uh, and um, just so glad that she was able to, among all the challenges, get that degree. Her and her husband. He's from Belize. So, interesting couple. Okay. Elizabeth McVeigh. Elizabeth McVeigh, again, another Azalee. And folks, the reason why I know we got so many Azalee people is very simple. I'm, I'm from the Azalee stock, and these are nieces and nephews of mine. And so, that's why we ask you to give us what you have, because I don't know... 
other sides of the family. That's the only reason we have so many. That's why you, we want you to press one and give us a shout-out on the various sides of the family of your graduates and send us pictures, and we'll put them right on the Ed Nisbell page, okay? But uh, uh, Elizabeth is uh, Azalee's great-great-granddaughter. Um, her uh, mother is uh her grandmother is Irene, my my mother, and her mother is Tanya, my sister. So this is Tanya's youngest daughter, Elizabeth. And she graduated from Texas A and M down in Corpus and we had the opportunity to drive down there and ran into uh, some weather coming back though. So another story. By the way, Darlene uh and I and my wife and Donna was gonna try to go by Ed and Isabel Gracelight family. And that's how serious we were, are about this, and we didn't get a chance to because we got rained out. So that was a, a bummer. But anyway, down in corporate, she graduated. Congratulations to Miss Elizabeth. Okay, and she is in the field of, of vet, right? Yeah, veterinarian. Oh, don't start asking me what what they're graduating in now because you're going to lose me. But that one I have okay, to know. Okay. It is definitely, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> she is uh, trying to be a veterinarian, uh, pursuing vet, being a veterinarian. Okay, Celeste, McVeigh, Williams, are they sisters? Uh, yes, for sure. Celeste is uh, Tanya's oldest, same mom, same lineage. This is Tanya's oldest daughter. Um, and uh, she graduated as well. You got it right. You're absolutely right. Okay. We have a high school student, Jay Cooper, in Lexington, Texas, and he is the the son of Kendra Cooper, Kendra Crawford. No, I'm wrong. That's a different one. He is the son of Adric, which is the son of Thelma Douglas Cooper, which is the daughter of the Sonny Boy. I'm so glad you knew that because <laughs> I'm like, I hope she don't ask me anything. So you got that right, darling. That's good. If you can't get it, I'll get it. Cousin, so we swinging, we swinging. Okay, keep right on going. Okay, and then we and, have... And, uh, hold on, one, Mar- one, one, just, if I may jump in there just for one quick second. Again, family, those of you on the phone line, because we have a lot of people on the phone lines all over. Remember, we cover 11 states, Kansas, Florida, uh, Texas, California, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, and I heard even Alaska, so, and more. So... We got family everywhere. If you don't let us know, we won't know. It's just that they're going to probably have more in this buddy graduates in Esley because that's who the family size we are. We see these people all, every day. So we won't know about uh, a lot of graduates. I know on the Eddie side, a lot of graduates I know on the Dosha side, a lot of graduates I know on Sunny Boy's side. And um, and, 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 and whoever, who am I missing? I know I'm missing somebody. Um uh, uh, Dugan, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure, Dugan's side. They're a very large part of the family. They may be the second largest branch. So I know on the uh, uh, Dugan, M.B. Dugan side, there's a lot of graduates. So y'all got to press one and just do a little shout-out. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, family. Just just say I want to shout-out to my little niece, nephew, and just let us know. Okay, because these kids work hard, very hard. And remember, family, these recordings will be around forever. 
No telling who's going to listen to these recordings again. And keep in mind, sometime what I do, and I may do in the future, if we take a break here, which we're coming up on a break because I need a break, to be honest with you, I'm sure Darlene do too. If we see, if we think to take a break, we'll play some of these old shows. So no telling who's going to be listening. So you don't want to be somewhere quiet and not paying homage and giving credit to some of your nieces and nephews, grandkids, and so forth. So press one, come on, and we'll uh, let you do a shout-out. Or you can just have them to call, and we'll let them come on the line and, and introduce themselves. Not a problem. So go ahead, darling. I just have to interject there. We have Jasmine Hobbs, which is the granddaughter of Leanne Bell Jackson, which comes under Dosha Douglas Bell. Ain't Dosha. Graduating from I saw college. that. That was a nice picture. I saw that one. And, um, okay, we have a set of twins. Uh, this is Montreal and Matisha. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which is Matisha yes. Delona. Delona. Delonia. Uh, son and daughter. And this is under Akadugan. Yes. And I know, uh, and, and just, just to kind of add on to what Darling is saying, y'all remember Trayvon that was on the show, him and his mother? This is her, this is their, This is Trayvon's sister and brother. Okay? Just so y'all know. Okay. We have Aisha Dorsey. Which is the daughter of Joanna Douglas Dorsey, granddaughter of Billy Joe Douglas, great-granddaughter of Ennis Buddy and Inez Cliff Douglas. And then we have Ivory, Ivory Douglas, daughter of Stanley Douglas. Daughter Stanley Douglas and Linda Henderson, granddaughter Ellis and Carrie Richard Douglas, great granddaughter of Ennis Buddy and Inez Cliff Douglas, and and like you say, I know we have more, but that's all I have right here. Yes, yes, yes. And so I just want to congratulate, anyway, all of, of the uh, 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 graduates. And if we miss somebody, please know we're not doing We We actually want to know everybody. Gives us something to say. Gives us somebody to lift up. Gives us somebody to sing our praises to. So, folks, anyway, there you have it, 2016 graduates. And we're very, very proud of those young people. And some are not so young people. Um, darling, birthdays. Yes, birthdays. You, uh, we should have a lot of birthdays for me. At least I'm thinking we do. Do okay. we have a lot? Well, oh, we have a few. Okay. 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 We have Aisha Dorsey, the first of May. Aisha Dorsey. Okay. Help me with that name. Uh, she. She is. Um, the one that is graduating from high school. She's high school and she's going to college in, in University of Georgia, I believe I read that. Okay. We have Takori Womack, 1st of May. 
Okay. Edric Cooper, third. Okay. Denny, Denny Delona, the third. And and these twins are her grandkids. I didn't have that here. So, Benny Delona, the third. Lauren Musk, the sixth. Angela Douglas, the seventh. Sally Bell, the eleventh. Sally Douglas, the twelfth. With Tasha Smith, 16th. Stephanie Freeman, the 22nd. Aaron Nelson, the 25th. Jamon McBride, the 30th. And today, May the 17th. Happy birthday. Is. May 17th, I left her for the very last but not the least, my aunt, Emma Jewel Douglas Johnson, May Yes, 17th. I was wondering if you was going to get around to Miss Emma Jewel. <laughs> She'd kill us if we didn't tell her that, uh, if we didn't say happy birthday to her, right? <laughs> I'll just tease Yeah. Well, happy birthday to every single one of y'all cousins uh, and uh, and. Uh, no, we didn't forget you, Miss Emma Jewel. And I'll pick on you because she's one of my favorite callers. Um, want to just say happy birthday to every single one of you. Now, some of those birthdays have passed. Some of them haven't come yet. Some of them are on today. Anyway, happy birthday. And we really, truly mean that, okay? So I want to switch gears a little bit. And I want to bring up something before I forget. Uh, Angie just got out of the hospital today, I heard. from well, She actually told me she had got out of she was. She came on today, so let's just keep her in our prayers, and uh, just happen to think of her, Angie. So keep her in your prayers. Don't anybody you know of uh, that uh, could use prayers? It's just getting. Since I mentioned Angie, I'm only don't ask you that. I know I caught you off guard there, but like I say, Angie uh, just got out. So keep her in prayer that she uh, healed quickly and. And that God give us strength and and our testimony along the way. So um, uh, let me just go ahead and, and darling, if you don't have anything, I'll go ahead and uh, talk about well, something um, really briefly. I I miss Freeman, Stephanie Freeman's daughter, which is Frank Freeman's granddaughter, and this is Dorothy Sands' great granddaughter, and she's graduating out of Phoenix. Arizona, and I cannot think of her first name. So that's that's oh, okay. one of uh, ain't uh, ain't adding. Okay, but that's all the birthdays, though, right? It is. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, like I say, happy birthday to every single one of y'all. We mean that. And, uh, and darling, if you're done, I want to go ahead and switch gears now and talk about just something real briefly. I notice I notice we get calls from time with private lines. Uh, those are people that don't want us to know their phone number for probably good reasons. And I want to invite other family members. If you want to be incognito, you can do that. I would hate for some people not to listen to the show because they don't want 
maybe to participate. They just kind of want to stand in the back, and they don't want to call a show because they know I'll see their number, and I mean, you know. So if you do not want us to see your number, that is fine. Do that. We'd much rather you join us every week than to not join us because you're worried about us pulling you out and uh, calling you to do, calling on you to do something. Or seeing if your number, if you're checking in with us every week, who's not. We don't keep up with that, by the way. I just like looking at the phone lines and seeing so many area codes, and I know they're not all Texas. I know they're not all uh, Alabama. I know we got Georgia. It's just good to see all these various area codes. I don't even know the area codes, some of these area codes. So, I want to thank your family. Know that you can call. You can call. It's not a problem. Incognito, uh, darling. Anything? Any more announcements or news before we take a little break here? And after the break, we'll come back with the one and only Ivory Douglas. And Ivory, if you are in the house, if you're in the house, go ahead and press one. Where we'll get you queued up. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, darling, uh, any anything else you got? Uh, anything? I have I have something on the sports corner. I have cousin Jaquela Crawford. I watched him run on last Friday. At the oh, track he did. Here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you awesome. should put that. Uh, uh just uh, you should put that clip on the uh, Ed Nizzo. I wanted to see him run. That is really good. You know, I tried to. I had. I tried to, but I tried again. Okay. Okay. He got first place in the hundred meter. Wow. Hundred meter. The time was. Yes. He he was. That means he is fast. Mm hmm. And from what I'm reading, he has a lot of people, a lot of schools looking at him now, and he's only a sophomore. And in the four by two hundred, he was the first leg, and like I just said, he was out there in front of all of them. And the four by one hundred, he was the last leg, and he brought that in also. And he wow. is a great great grandson of Akasani Boy also. Wow. His great grandmother was Thelma Douglas Cooper. Okay. Well, hold on. It looks like we got a hand up. This may be our guest, but let me just make sure. Uh, area code 512-557. Go ahead with your question or comment. Who am I speaking with? Okay. Area code. Is this Ivory? Yes, this is Ivory. Well, how are you doing, Miss Ivory Douglas? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on. Well, darling, say hello to Ivory. We got on the line. <laughs> Hi, Ivory. How are you? I'm doing yeah, great. Good news, <laughs> Well, Ivory, I just want to make sure that was you on the line. We're going to come back to you in a little bit, but why don't you go ahead? Since I got you on the line, everybody can hear you. Uh, just speak up and just let people know why they should tune in to you in the next uh, 10 minutes here. What do you just just they should listen. Just, just I know that's an impromptu question there, but what? Why should they listen to you in the next ten minutes? All right. <clears throat> well, hello, family. Um, good to have you all here, and um, I would love for you all to join um, my interview and, and listen to me tonight um, as I talk a little bit about myself and um, about my educational journey. I just graduated with my master's and 
higher education and student affairs. So I would love for you all to join on and, and listen. All right. There you have it. Miss Ivory Douglas in the house, all the way from Columbus, right? Yes, Columbus, Ohio. Yes, yeah. You know anything about a neighborhood called Bexley? Um, yes, I actually live kind of close to that area. <laughs> we used to live in Bexley a good while back, so we have to talk about that sometime, maybe on the interview. But anyway, oh. I'm so glad you're here on time, Ivory, and we're looking forward to uh, for you coming on. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold for now, but we'll be back in a little bit, okay? Awesome. All right, folks. Feminist Ivory Douglas, all of us from Columbus, Ohio. I just wanted to tease y'all just a little bit. So that is our guest that's going to be spotlighted here in just a little while after we take this little break. But first, uh, let's get any Lucy. And I want to ask you real quickly, darling, what did you think of last week's show? Last week's show got really deep. And um, like I said, um, I was just hoping we didn't step on anybody's toes, and we gave out a good, some good information. And also, I had some more I'd like to put out there, you know. But yeah, last week was we got deep. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty deep. But like I said last week, uh, folks, family, sometimes we got to get deep because life is deep, you know. If the show is gonna be. Uh, valuable to you, something you look forward to doing, we have to go where you live. We we have to go where you live. We like playing songs in the background and this and that and getting you to pat your feet and we like the comedy and we like the uh, informative clips, little clips here and there, but sometimes we got to get deep and talk a little bit longer than five or ten minutes about some of these things. So, uh, anyway, I thought it was very interesting and folks, uh, like I say, just to let y'all know one more time, and we're going to take a short little break here in, in about another two or three minutes, and after that we'll bring on uh, the one and only Miss Ivory Douglas all the way in Columbus. After Ivory's interview, we are going to open up the uh, mystery topic and get into that. Uh, um, hold on, hold on. Uh, darling, uh, we probably will skip. You want to do some Did You Know Tonight? I'm put you on the spot. You want to do Did You Know Tonight or, or skip it? How you well, feeling? Um, I have um, something here. Okay. Well, what we'll do then, since Darlene do have some things, we'll go ahead and do a little bit of did you know. You, every, the family seem to like that. That's why I, I keep I like to play that game because a lot of families seem to like that. It's very informative. So, and um, now this break we're going to take in a little bit. It's going to be involved William B. I'll go, William um, B. I'll go ahead and go to the break now. Uh, William B. is coming up. This is our weekly financial tip. Uh, and and I have really enjoyed William the last couple of weeks as well as Tasha. And so Tasha will come on later in our next break. So, family, I want you all to check William B., William B. out. If I can talk tonight, I don't know why I'm stumbling. Uh, but prior, uh, after William B., we're going to uh, do a little bit of the clip that we play every once in a while where we talk about uh, what to do when you get stopped by the police. We haven't played that in a while, and uh, a lot of young people is listening tonight because of this topic talk, where we are um, talking about students and graduates. So we've got a lot of young people listening tonight, so I want them to hear this clip about what to do when you get stopped by the police. A very uh, a lawyer is actually conducting this little short clip, and uh, that'll be after William B. So 
stay tuned. What to do when you stop by the police is a must here. And those of you that have heard it before, don't be bored. You don't remember all of it, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't remember everything that lawyer said in that clip. So just know that, family, um, uh, that'll be coming up after, again, um, William B. Now, if y'all can figure it out, I'm stalling a little bit because I'm having a little trouble with my audio here, but we'll get William B. up here in a second. Uh, any other thing that we might have um, uh, missed, darling, before I play this clip? No, no. Let's go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Unless you don't have. Say that again. Are you okay with it? No, no, I'm okay. We, we, I just want to make sure I didn't forget something because there's so many little, uh, I, I thought we was going to talk about the cruise, but I guess we hit that enough. Anybody interested, I'm sure, know how to contact you. So let's go ahead and do this, family. Let's go ahead and just bring on William B. And y'all enjoy this as well as the clip on what to do and stop by the police. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, Good evening, family. William B. here with a couple more financial tips. I hope you all are doing well. If you want to do something toward estate planning, have a will drawn up. If you want to do your estate planning right, it's been said, have a will and a trust drawn up. The bare minimum, though, you should always have a real, always have a will, uh, and also consider having a living trust. With a will, you provide some of the indication of where you want your things to go. Without a will, of course, the state gets to decide. So if you want to remain in the driver's seat regarding your worldly goods, at least put together a good, solid, legal will. Now, your will doesn't have to list every single possession you own or who gets it, but a simple will will state uh, who you want to have in charge in carrying out your last wishes, And your will will state your wishes regarding the disposition of your body. For example, if you want to be cremated, buried, donated to science, etc. It also will indicate who you designate as guardians of minor children, if they are involved. And also a specific bequest of money or property. In a lifetime, uh, you'll uh, acquire some things, family, along the way. So you want to be specific about to whom you bequest your property and your money. Earlier I mentioned uh, trust. What's a trust? Some people think a trust is just for those rich people. Not necessarily. It can really come in handy. A big distinction between a will and a trust, a will must go through probate. That means the court has their hand in the situation, and guess what? That costs money. Where would the money come from? It will come from your estate. However, a trust avoids probate. So that's quite quite important. What's a probate? Probate's a written legal document through which your your assets are placed into trust for your benefit during your lifetime and then later transferred to a designated beneficiary after your death. 
you make the decision. That's the main difference. You get to decide who you want dealing with what you've accumulated during your lifetime. That's important to many of us. And a lot of people don't want to stay involved in that business, so they'd like to uh, do it themselves. Now, some of the benefits of uh, trust are the following. One, it avoids probate, as I mentioned, which is costly and also time-consuming. Also, another benefit is it's not made public. What you have and what you uh, want done is done privately. It's not a public record. Uh, by, on, by the same token, uh, a will uh, is public. There's a public record of your will and what takes place. Also, the uh, transfer <clears throat> takes place automatically from the trust. Your trustee automatically takes over. You become inca- incapacitated. Uh, he automatically takes over uh, in, in the case of death as well. Now, this person has been named by you, so it shouldn't be any problems. And also, the trust, uh, revocable trust, can in fact be revoked during your lifetime. So that's important. To, uh, to many people. Uh, I don't believe it's a good idea necessarily to do it, the do-it-yourself will or trust approach. Uh, perhaps that's better than none at all, but you may want to uh, call on a uh, family friend, attorney, uh, to do that sort of thing, or someone else who's knowledgeable. It doesn't have to be an attorney. It can be someone else. But uh, by all means, do that and do it uh fairly soon, because we all have accumulated something. We all want to remain, uh, have some semblance of control. If you have a favorite ring that you want to ensure that uh, your brother uh, becomes the owner of, well, uh, designate that uh, to the brother. you in charge. You decide. Uh, that's it for this evening, uh, family. Hopefully that has been made useful to Many of you don't get the idea that you don't have anything to, you don't need a will or a trust. Well, you do. Think about it. You have something after having spent some years on this planet. Thank you very much. Uh, have a good uh, week. William B. here. By the way, I've got a secret. Emma Jill Douglas has a birthday today. Take care. Bye. If police flag you down, pull over immediately, turn off your car, and place your hands on the wheel. The police like to see your hands for their own safety, so wait until they request your paperwork before reaching for it. At night, it's also a good idea to turn on the interior light so that the officer can see you're not armed. Darren, do you see any ways you could have handled yourself better? Good evening, officer. How's it going? Did you know you were swerving between lanes? No, officer. Let me see your license and registration. Sure. My license. Here's my registration. Now, Darren, we've had some problems with gangs moving guns down this highway. You're not packing any Tech Nines, are you? No, sir. I didn't think so. So you don't mind if I take a look, do you? Officer, I know you're just doing your job. I don't have any guns or whatever, but I don't consent to searches. Perfect. Rule number three, you have the right to refuse searches. This comes directly from the Fourth Amendment.
for your Fourth Amendment protection to legally apply, you must be prepared to clearly state your refusal under pressure. Everyone repeat after me. I don't consent to searches. I don't consent to searches. The officers can't hear you, so say it again. I don't consent to searches. One more time. I don't consent to searches. You a law student or something? So if I show that I know the rules, he might think I'm a law student. Or maybe I got big legal connections. Perhaps. But don't get carried away by saying stuff like, I know my rights, my Get out of my face, I'm going to sue you. Never tell the officer you know your rights. Show the officer you know your rights by asserting them calmly. You seem nervous. Is there anything in this car I need to know about? No, officer. All right. Please step out of the vehicle. Police may legally order you out of your vehicle, so you should comply. Walk back here with me. Stand right here for me. Now, you got two choices. You can make this better or worse for yourself. Now, if you cooperate, it's going to make things a lot easier on you. Beware that the police may legally lie to you, so never let false threats or promises trick you into waiving your rights. Now, if you don't, I'm going to call up a canine unit, and those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. So what's it going to be? Refusing a search request is not evidence of guilt and doesn't give the officer the legal right to search or detain you. Don't get tricked. Unless you're detained or arrested, you may terminate the encounter at any time, but don't wait for the officer to dismiss you. Simply ask if you're free to go. Darren, those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. Like I said, what's it going to be? Officer, are you detaining me, or am I free to go? Good. This line can help withdraw you from an encounter. Saying you want to leave establishes that the encounter is not voluntary, which could help you later if you end up in court. Let's practice that line. Everyone repeat after me. Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? One more time. Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? All right. You want to play it like that? You want to bump it up to the next level? Fine. You stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Asserting your rights won't make the police love you, but it might make them extra cautious about violating your rights. Darren, this is a citation for excessive lane changing. Take care of that as soon as possible. Thank you, officer.
William B. Or just financial tip. Always good stuff. Always good stuff. And then what to do when you stop by the police. That's one of our old clips, family. For those who just started to the show a little recently, we used to play that clip every week. Very good stuff. So anyway, folks, I'm not going to take another. I'm not going to waste another minute. We'll go ahead and to, uh, all the way to Columbus, Ohio. Open back up line five one two five five seven. Miss Ivory Douglas, are you there? I'm here. And uh, okay, all right. And Miss Darlene, Erico five one two nine two two. Your line is back open. Uh, so. Uh, we got some very important questions. Uh, a nice little interview lined up for Miss Ivory. You nervous, Ivory? I'm sorry. I say, are you nervous at all tonight? No, I'm excited. I'm excited to be <laughs> Darling, are you there? I am. I'm going to let you go ahead and ask the first questions to your niece, and I'll come behind you with the second question, please. Go right ahead. Okay, Ivory, Miss Ivory, tell us how you related to Ed and Isabella Kennedy Douglas. All righty. Well, you did a great job explaining this a little earlier, but um, just to go over that again um, for people who have just joined in, um, they are my great-grandparents, Ed and Isabella Kennedy Douglas. Um, and just to kind of follow down that line, um, Great-grandparents are Ennis Buddy and Inez Cliff Douglas. Grandparents, Ellis Sr. and Carrie Richards Douglas. And then my parents, Stanley Douglas and Linda Miller Henderson. All right. All right. Did she get that all right, Miss Darling? You're the, you're the, I know she did. I'm just picking on Darling because she's a finished <laughs> person. You know how you be crossing those uh, T's and dotting those I's. Thought she did a good job. Well, anyway, uh, we have another uh, interview with the uh, Ennis Buddy side of the family. We probably have interviewed more people on the Ennis Buddy side than any other part of the family. Very supportive side of the family, I might add. I have to give them props, y'all. Well, I got a question for you, Miss Ivory, all the way in Columbus, and that is, um, huh? Would would you mind naming your immediate family and their current locations, please? Sure thing. Um, so my mother is um, Linda now Linda Henderson. Um, Linda Miller, maiden name, um, is currently in Rockville. Um, my dad is in Bartlett, uh, Stanley Douglas, um, Bartlett, Texas, um, and my mother was Rockville, Texas. Um, my sister Ebony, um, which is now Ebony Bibbins, is currently in Japan, Zama, Japan, to be exact. Um, her oh, wow. and her three, yeah, her three little, her three little ones. Um, and my oldest sister Catherine Douglas is in Temple, Texas. Now, darling, I got a question for you. Is this the young lady you mentioned about Japan earlier? You remember you were telling me about someone in Japan. Yes, I have a niece, Ebony. Okay, yeah, I remember that. It, it's kind of like the song, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I get that a lot. So what's she doing in Japan? I mean, may I ask? Is, I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, her husband is in the military, so 
um, they're actually staying on um, the base there in um, in Zama, Japan. Mm-hmm. Wow, I would so love to talk to them all the way in Japan. Yeah. Say it again, I'm sorry. Um, this is going on their third year there. Oh, wow. I would love to interview them and talk to them. Maybe one day if you get a chance, uh, let them know that. Well, very good, very good. So you have any other brothers and sisters, any any others in your immediate family? Um, nope, that is all. All right, all right. Okay, darling, you can get, go to, with the next one. Okay, Miss Ivory. <clears throat> Tell me, who is Ivory Douglas? <laughs> that is a great question, and... Um, a question that I don't know if I can answer in just um, one response, but I mean, I I see myself definitely as um, a lifelong learner, an educator, a friend, a sister, a daughter, a child of God. Um, those are kind of some things that come to mind when I think of, of who I am. Okay. Um, Ivory, I have this paper that you wrote when you were in the second grade. Really? Um, do you remember that paper? Uh, I, I don't know. I wrote a lot of papers probably. <laughs> but, okay, this is the second grade and uh, you all have to see this. She has her picture on a thousand dollar bill. <laughs> oh, wow. And she says, if I was the first woman to be president, I would pray for the people that live in the street. Oh. Keep in mind, this is a second grader. She <laughs> said, I would make sure everyone was free. I would have the smartest parrot in the world to help me. So she wants this parrot to go from place to place to help her. <laughs> Okay, and she goes. That's really good. And make sure, uh-huh, and and make sure, in the United States, there there were no mean towns. I would uh-huh. wish on the stars to make this state better. Wow. I would pray every night to make the world better. America is the greatest country on earth. I thought that was neat wow. Yeah, wow. you sound like you probably You should have been In political science What is your major anyway? I know you just received recently Have gotten your master's What mm-hmm. What is your master's in, may I ask? Mm-hmm. Um, my master's is in higher education And student affairs So um, basically kind of administrative type work Leadership development with college students Wow, wow. Well, that's kind of lined up with your childhood dreams, wishes. Uh, that is pretty insightful that you would write that so young, really. That was wow. awesome to hear. You might have to send that to me. <laughs> you forgot all about it, didn't you? You forgot all about it, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what we're doing with that young. We we just come from God. I, I tell people all the time, the, the people I pay attention 
more than anybody is old older people that's got that's about to go to see their maker. Young kids because they come from their maker so freshly, and animals because they're uninfluenced by what we do as human beings for the most part. Those three things I look I listen look to for if, if, if a little baby don't like me I I take it personal. Start crying when they see me. Some people, uh, I remember there was an African tribe. They literally have a religious center around just this right here. So that's very good to use you as a young, young youngster would be thinking like that. Well, I got a question for you. Uh, well, first of all, now that was a pretty big question. Uh, Darlene asked, "Who is Ivory?" Uh, did you answer that? Because that was a pretty big question there. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about some some specific titles. Um, for myself, that I, I see myself as as a lifelong learner. I'm I'm always excited about learning new things, and even though I I just got my master's degree, I, I feel like there are always things to learn in life. Um, That's true. Culturally, or just you know whatever it may be, um, spiritually, all those different things. Um, I see myself as an educator. I'm always excited about giving back to people. I feel like. Um, you don't learn things just to keep it to yourself, but you learn it to share it with somebody else. Um, and, I mean, I just see myself as someone who who loves people, um, who, um, you know, whether that's being a good friend, a good soft, a good sister, daughter, um, all of those things. Um, I love I love people and I love helping others. So I think that all kind of encompasses who I am. Wow. Well, I'll ask you um, number four, and that is um, you probably hit this a little bit, but we want we want you to go a little bit further into it, and that is what are your hobbies or pastime entertainment? Mm-hmm. Wendy, what do you do for fun? For laugh? For giggles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So some people may not see this as a hobby, but I actually really enjoy um, exercise and, like, fitness classes. Um, That's as, a like, hobby. A hobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's just something that I really enjoy, very ther- therapeutic for me. Um, specifically, though, I, um, since I was in grad school, I started um, doing Zumba classes a lot. Um, and so that was something that I, I really love and Something I'm considering maybe becoming a, a Zumba instructor is like a, a side little, you know, fun job um, one day. Um, I mean, outside of that, I, I just really enjoy dancing in general. I love going out and learning different types of dances and um, different styles. Um, for my what birthday, kind of styles you like? For my birthday this year, I went in um, uh, to this Latino um dance studio and learned how to do some different types of salsa and like bachata um and so they they do a lot of different things they're like ballroom dancing and um all kinds of stuff so i'm hoping to go back and learn some different things um but yeah definitely dancing is always something that gets me excited other than that um reading for fun i'm looking forward to being able to do that now since i'm done with school (laughs) Um, I can actually get back to reading for fun. So mm. that yeah. is hobbies for sure. Healthy hobbies, mm-hmm. I might add. I was uh, <laughs> I had a conversation with my wife the other day, and I hope I don't get in trouble with the sisters out there. But a lot of us so-called African Americans, uh, especially our women, I don't want to get in trouble with y'all, please. But we don't see 
uh, exercising as a hobby, especially when we get over mm-hmm. 40. And I'm going to say even our men, we just, something about African Americans, we say this work. And I think it's because what we go through in society as a people, you know, a lot of us, uh, or, it, it, it's just for whatever reason, we see it as a task. It's, we don't see it entertaining. I, I would go walking sometime, and I'm amazed by how much fun other cultures make walking and exercising, spending a lot of money on Walkmans and little things to push the babies in where they can run with the babies. And they make it a hobby. They make it fun. But we do it. We do it, but we have a kind of a grudge, at least most people. There's always an exception to the rule. But it's good that you're able to see that as a hobby. And, and uh, you even said it. You say this something may not see it as a hobby. You even said it out of your own mouth. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's my proof right there. Yeah. Well, keep doing that. Keep doing that. All right, Miss Darling, mm-hmm. you got another one? Okay. You kind of already answered this one also. What is your passion? What is it in life that you just really, really love? Oh, we didn't answer that one. That's like mm-hmm. a calling. That's the big yeah, one. The yeah. calling would make a tick. That that's that's major. Oh, we really want to know the answer to this one. What do you feel like your calling is? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you know that there are multiple things that people can be called to, but something that has really been standing out to me lately and, and probably because I just um, graduated, but um, I, I'm really passionate about education and increasing access and opportunity for people of color um, to go into higher education and, and get their college degrees and get their master's and all those different things. Um so, so definitely for, for people of color, but if I'm being even more specific, black people, um, African-American people, um, just really wanting to um, encourage and uplift and, and inspire and, and increase the belief that, that it is possible and that we are so powerful and, um, you know, there are great support systems and all those different things that are that and so many people who are willing to help you um if you are willing to put forth the effort but um I mean since I've been in in school and in college and um traveled here to Ohio, um I just learned so much more about myself and who i am and and I just think it's powerful very powerful and so um with with the work that I'm going to be doing now and um my first official professional job um that that's a part of it is is increasing it, increasing access and increasing opportunities so yeah I would definitely say that that's something that I feel is is one of my callings and passions right now wow well one thing I have to give to you Miss Ivory you are spinning out these answers so fast so clear so it's like you have really been thinking this out for a long time and I'm gonna be honest with you we've had a lot we, we've had other people on the show that done just as well just as well I want to say that just as good um, and uh it's always good we hear somebody that is pointed know what they're gonna do and you're very clear crystal clear with your responses and I appreciate that and then uh I guess you have been thinking about these things for a very long time. So listen, what I would like to do at this point is take a little short break and uh and I'll be right back with the rest of the questions, okay? All right, can we do that? Y'all agree on the break? Yep, that's sure. fine. 
All right, let's just do a little quick break. I got to give me something to drink. And I, again, just want to thank you, Ivory, for coming on. And uh, the phone line, any any family want to ask questions to Ivory in the comments, we'll take those questions when we come back. We'll be right back, folks. Take your time with this 
answer and just kind of let them know about your journey, some key moments in your educational journey as a graduate, okay? I know some people probably wonder, what made y'all pick Miss um, Ivory? Well, first of all, we had picked Ivory. Uh, her name came up weeks ago, and we just hadn't been able to connect because of schedules and different things. So she already been in the mix to be on the show. But now with the, all this graduation going on, it makes sense to have her on now. And I think she's a perfect person to talk about uh, journeys in education uh, within the, uh, in the master's program, you know, a little higher education. So if you don't mind, Miss Ivory, just some of the challenges or some of the key moments in your journey, if you don't mind. Sure. And please feel free to, if, if you would like for me to elaborate on anything, let me know. Um, but I think some of the key things that stand out to me and, and not only um, in my graduate program, but also in undergrad. At, um, I went to Texas State University for undergrad. Um, is the relationships that I built outside of the classroom, and really just my experiences outside of the classroom were probably more powerful in the things that actually kept me motivated and kept me going. And I don't know if that's really talked about as much as it should be, but um I mean, really just the idea of me getting involved um, on campus and getting involved in different leadership organizations and leadership positions is some of the things that allow me to practice the things that I was learning in class and um, be able to make sense of it and also really build relationships, strong relationships, um, and build a support system um, and, and just really kind of motivated me and made me feel like I was doing something. I think um, it's important for college students to not just feel like they are just going to class and going back to their room and then going to class and going back to the room, same thing over and over, Um, but feeling like that they, you know, are making a difference. And thankfully, both in um, undergrad and in grad school, I had lots of opportunities to get involved in organizations. For example, in my undergrad, we had – over 300 student organizations um, that you could get involved in, um, and it just really helps you learn about yourself and grow. Um, and so, wow. I mean, that's a lot. Just, yeah, yeah, it is. I think of, um, and I could go on and on about this, but I mean, to be just a little specific, um, thinking really about some of the mentors that I had in both undergrad and in grad school and um, staff members, um, a lot of um, African-American women, um, which was huge for me um, to have some some powerful women who were willing to take the time to spend with me and to meet with me and take me out to eat and introduce me to their families, all those different things. So it wasn't just about the organization. It wasn't just about my grades, but they cared about me as a person. And whenever I felt like I wasn't doing well or if I was having challenges um, that maybe my family didn't understand, they they became my family. Um, And so that that was something big, both I I would say in in undergrad and in grad school, that, that really kept me going, mentors, friends, and and chosen family is what I call them. You call them what now? My chosen, chosen family. family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like that. Yep, I, some some people that I consider like a um, 
my mom or, you know, we would even make jokes like this is my, you know, this is my sister, my aunt, you know. Um, and it wasn't necessarily blood, but, you know, they became my family in, in school and were, were really helpful for me to lean on. Okay. That's great. Um, that is something. So you had a little village, basically. Yeah. You know, they say it takes a village. Mhm. Absolutely. Well, feel free to elaborate. I want to hear more about that. That's pretty good. So, you had these uh, ladies around you, and uh, any key men that was inspir- inspirational in uh, your development as well? Um. Yeah, I would say so. Um, my freshman year, especially um, first semester, was. Um, was was definitely tough kind of transitioning and um, kind of figuring out who I was away from my parents and, um, you know, just kind of starting that all over again in a new environment. And um, when I first went to, went to college, I, uh, I wasn't going to church. I hadn't found a church home there and um, didn't really know who I could trust or different things like that. And I got involved um, with an organization called the Impact Movement which mm-hmm. is, uh, is a Christian organization on college campuses. And um, our leadership coach was um, an African-American man who was was really awesome and um, just kind of helped me um, reassess kind of where I was spiritually and um, figure out how I can grow and, and um, still, you know, be involved in um, in the organization and in, in my Christian walk and grow in that. Um, and and that was something that was really important for me academically as well because if if I didn't feel grounded in who I was spiritually and different things like that, it was it was impacting everything else. And so he was he was definitely very helpful for that. Um, and then also um, I ended up starting to go to a church in Austin called Greater Mount Zion, um, and um, the lead pastor there and the youth minister, um, Pastor Galen Clark, and. Um, uh, youth minister Vicente um, Coltney were were amazing as well. So those were those were definitely some big wow folks for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad to hear you mentioning them because the spirituality, the spirit part of us is so important. It's it's the real engine. You know, all these other things we do is just other parts of the car. But that's the engine, the spirit. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to hold you up on it. If you got more, go right ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to go to I'm going to uh, let Darling ask question number seven. Um, I just have one more quick thing to add. Um, as far as just some some key moments, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that I have learned, I think, in in both undergrad and grad school, is really getting outside of my comfort zone and and being okay with that, I was really, really nervous to move to Ohio. Um, but I had talked to a lot of the mentors that I had, and I mean, the program here was one of the top programs. Um, but I, I was really, really nervous about it. Um, but I think it, it was definitely one of the best decisions that I made. And so, um, it's yeah, your first time getting away. It's your first time being away from home. Yes, first time being away from family. Um, so, so that was really tough for me, especially my first semester. 
Um, but I'm I'm so so happy that I came here. I feel like I became much more independent and gained a whole new family here as well. Wow. Wow. And so you're in a nice area too, you said outside of Bexley, you're in a nice area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over there by Livingston Avenue and all those streets. Mhm. <laughs> Okay, Miss Darlene. Uh, now, this next question, I, I do want before I ask this question, some people might want to know why we ask the real-life scenario questions. People want to know everything. You know, anything you do, people want to question you. So I decided on these interviews to throw a little real life in there, real life meaning uh, something that's going on in our society, like Trump, <laughs> Hillary, <laughs> uh, just just something going on in our world that uh, people want to know about, people talking about controversial things. And I have this question. I, I, I Actually, I'm the one that thought of this question because, you know, uh, but I'll go ahead and let Darlene ask the question. But this is, the, this is you can't get no real than this next question coming up. So, Miss uh, uh, Ivory, I'm really looking forward to hearing your answer on this one. But go ahead, Darlene. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. What would you tell a young African-American male who believes the white man or the system is holding him back in life? Yeah. So thank you for for asking this real-life scenario. Um, I would say don't let them. Um, I know that may sound easier than it is. Um, And, you know, I think it's such one of the things that I I heard a lot of times growing up is as we as black people we have to work extra hard. We have to, you know you know, we can't just get, you know, whatever. We have to we have to have a higher degree or we have to have much more than the white person or whatever, um, to get the same position. And um although that, that may seem unfair um, I think in, in the only way that we can change it is to change it and to to get in there and to get in those systems and get in those organizations and, and get rise to the top so that we can make those changes. But, I mean, I think the important thing is is that we have to get there and we have to actually change it when we get there. I think sometimes um, people get there and just kind of assimilate with the culture. Um, mm-hmm. So... I mean, I think we we just can't we can't do that. We have to be willing to cha- to challenge it once we are there, and bring people along with us. But I mean, yeah, that's that's just what I would say. I mean, I think we could come up with you know all of the excuses that we could possibly think of, and and I think the excuses are very valid sometimes, um, especially the way that we are treated and the way that things are just not fair, but. If we are ever going to change that, if we if we want something to be different, we have to we have to make it so we can't expect for them to do it for us. Okay. Okay. I like that, darling. You got any comments or questions on any of these uh, any of these responses by your niece? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what would you? You know, again, life scenario, you know, like your classmates that are just sitting there in your hometown doing nothing, 
what would your advice be to them? Basically the same thing, or um, I mean, I would I would say just don't give up. Don't give up on your dream, even if it if it didn't happen how you wanted it to happen. You know, if you didn't go right after high school, if you you know had a child earlier than you were expecting, whatever it may be, like it's okay. It doesn't have to be you know this straight narrow path. And for a lot of people, it's not a straight narrow path, and that's okay. And and I don't think that that's what matters. I think what matters is that you just keep going. So, I mean, whether, and I think also it's important not to compare yourself or your story to anybody else. So, I mean, other people may go straight to a four-year university, you know, you you may need to start at a community college, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think all that matters is, is that you are happy and that you are doing what you want to do, and you're not giving up on yourself. Great, I like that. I like that too. Well, I can tell you that uh, uh, you've been in in school for a while. Again, pointed, short, direct answers. I really appreciate that. Uh, I have a question for you, and is what is your belief system? I mean, I mean, you kind of hit it a little bit, but uh, go ahead. Any more? Anything else you want to add about your belief system? You know, college is full of a lot of young people in the in the prime of their life. Uh, this is where a lot of people make changes. Some of them become Christians, some become Muslims, some become atheists, agnostic. There's all types of switches going on in college as they learn the world religions and et cetera, et cetera. What is your belief system? You kind of hinted to it. Well, you didn't hint to it. You mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier, but just elaborate a little bit on that if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I identify as Christian. Um, and, I mean, I think you, you definitely brought up some great points as far as college can really challenge that. And, you know, it exposes mm-hmm. you to a lot of different beliefs and a lot of different religions. And I won't say that that's completely bad or good. Because um, I would say one of the things that has been good as far as the fact that college has kind of challenged that a little bit is that it has made my belief even stronger. Um, Because um, especially when I was actually an undergrad, when I was involved with the student organization, the Impact Movement, um, we actually went around and um, evangelized to um, a couple of people. Yeah, um, within the college campus. And, you know, we would just go around and and speak to people about, you know, why we believe in Christ and, um, you know, different things like that. And, um, I bet you got some stories you know, on that. Yeah, and um, we also had a chance. Our we would have national conferences, and one of ours was in New Orleans. Um, we went there twice, and we had the opportunity to do that there as well. Um, and I mean, we came across a couple of people who said that they didn't believe they were atheists and different things like that. And I mean, I think one of the things that was really powerful for me that I learned was that I didn't shut them down for what they said, you know, for or I didn't say, oh, how dare you, you know, not believe in Jesus Christ and, you know, what is wrong with you and you're going to go to hell. You know, I didn't do those. I didn't judge them. 
Um, but I, I listened to them. I heard them out and, you know, asked them, you know, what, why is it that you believe what you believe? And, you know, there were some very interesting stories um, that had a lot to do with their childhood and, and different things like that. Specifically, um, one person mentioned that um, he didn't believe in in um, Christ or he didn't believe in it because um, it was used as a punishment for him as a child whenever Whenever he would get in trouble, his parents would tell him to read the Bible or, or, you know, different things like that. So he had this very negative view of it. Um, but, you know, after I listened to him and, and he allowed me to share why I believe what I believe. And, you know, I don't know if he ended up changing his belief after that. But just from talking to him from the beginning to the end, his whole attitude changed. In the beginning, really? when I first started talking to him, he was kind of like, why are you at my house? Like, can you leave? I'm tired of you people, you know. But by the end, he was like, thank you so much for, you know, coming in and sitting with me and actually listening. Like, I really appreciate that. Um, and, and you've really changed my perspective on what I believe, what I thought of Christians. Um, and so, I mean, that that was really powerful for me. And I think that's something that I still try to do today and still definitely working on is um, being firm in what I believe in and being willing to share that with people, but I, I think just not shunning people for their for their beliefs, and I think when, when you do that, people are willing to hear you out and um, and willing to, you know, they, they see the love. I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, God is love, you know, um, and I think people are able to hear you and, and see Christ in you when you are able to show love to them, even when they come at you in, in all these different ways. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Darling, any comments? <clears throat> you are right. That's good. But Ivory has this smile and these deep, deep dimples <laughs> that just kind, of, <laughs> just kind of wins you over anyway. So she has a yeah, one up on the yeah, it's kind of crazy. We we audio and not video, but one day we're gonna be audio. We're gonna be able to see you, Miss Ivory. Well, okay, Miss Darling, you got number. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, number nine. Yeah, if you don't okay. mind. Okay. Okay, Miss Ivory, how do you want to be remembered? Hmm. Um, I want to be remembered as um, as a very loving person, um, a person who um, who always showed kindness to people, who was committed to making a difference, and who always worked hard, um, and who. Um, was firm in, in her beliefs and and confident in who she was and was just excited about sharing that with others. Good. It's good stuff. <laughs> well, uh Miss Miss Darling, any comments before I ask this last question? I, I don't wanna I know I, I be, y- y'all have to uh, forgive me, family. I'll be trying to Jump in and because you know, host, we got this thing about dead air, so I'm always trying to jump in. And sometimes I jump in, and, and somebody might not be 
done talking, so that's my weakness here. So I have to keep asking. So, darling, you have any questions on or comments on anything she said thus far before I ask dick number ten? Um, Aubrey. Oh, oh, one question. Do you have anything exciting to tell us today? <laughs> Uh, I actually do, um, and I'm well, you do. glad that you asked that, especially because I hadn't shared it with you yet. But um, I have been I have been job searching this whole semester, um, and I actually received um, a call today that I got an offer for a position here at Ohio State. So um, I haven't officially accepted the position yet. I'm going to do that tomorrow, and then you know go through all the paperwork, but. Um, I mean the position I'm definitely going to accept it So I'm really really excited about that It's been a, a long journey But um, I'm excited wow. I'll be staying in Columbus wow. and, and working at Ohio State so. Wow that's quick That was quick Now do you mind sharing the position Or are you not at this time I know sometimes people like to wait till they first get hired da, 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 da. Can you share it at this time Or not yet Um I can share it, um, just hopefully, as long as no one, you know, that don't say congratulations on my Facebook yet until I open the Okay, okay, y'all remember <laughs> not to do it. it. Okay, we heard you. Um, but it is a position um, at Ohio State with our first year experience office, um, and I will specifically be working or targeting first generation students and students of color. Wow. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Well, that's right up your degree path. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations again. Congratulations. Congratulations on that. Yeah. It didn't take long. It did not take long. Well, listen, <laughs> final question. And you've done very good. You've been very quick, precise, to the point, and I appreciate that. I'm sure the family does, too. Final words to the family at large in over 10 states. You got people listening all over. Now, keep in mind, family, uh, and, and 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 as well, Ivory, that most when you do these blogs, most of your listeners is not on right now. We have a panel full uh, of callers, but the most callers, the most you you be heard more tomorrow. Like whatever we got on the phone lines today, I've been take the time to count them all. But it'll be double that tomorrow, and then the next day you get more callers, or you get more people listening to the 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 the, the, uh, the link, clicking on the link. So blogs grow as you know. It's not the live show that that brings the numbers; it's the archive. So there'll be a lot of people listening to you in the future. So what do you have to say to them? And they're in various states. They're not just on the Ennis Buddy side, but they're on all sides of our family. Isabel uh, Kennedy Douglas uh, unit. So, what do you what would you like to tell them, if anything? Um, well, whether if you are listening now or if you will listen later, um, I hope that um, I were I hope that you enjoyed um, this interview, um, and I hope that um, it was encouraging or inspiring to to. To you as you're listening um, And I also hope that If I could I guess Give any advice I would just say Keep keep going um, Don't give up on who you are Your passions and your dreams 
Um, and if you are a believer, just trust trust in God, have faith, um, and he will always come right on time. Um, and and lastly, um, I would just say um, I think this is awesome. I'm so glad that um, that you all started this group and this radio, um, this interview station. I, I think it's a beautiful way to keep us all connected. And with that being said, if anyone um, would definitely like to stay connected with me, I, I love meeting the family members, and um, you know I'm excited to to to. Um, to connect, to stay connected. So feel free to add me on Facebook or um, message me if you have any further questions that you're not able or didn't have a chance to ask today. Um, I would love to talk more. Wow. So there's the invitation. I think uh, y'all don't forget that she's saying hit her up on Facebook, Ivory Douglas, Ivory Douglas. Well, they probably will, because there's quite a few people on the phone lines listening. Anybody with questions or comments for Ivory, I'm looking at the phone lines while I'm scrolling. Y'all need to press one, otherwise I might miss you. Any questions or comments for Miss Ivory? And uh, while they're thinking about that, Ivory, I just want to say to you again, thank you for taking the um, time to come on the show and just bring us a little bit closer to you. That's what the goal is of this blog, is to bring us a little closer. So now people know who Ivory is, and they know she's working at Ohio State. And so that's that's another uh, thing we know about you. So uh, I don't know what else to say. You've covered it all. You've done a good job. Anything, darling, you have to say to your niece? Any final words to Miss Ivory? I like to say congratulations to her. I told her that I would pray for her for this job, and I told her it was hers, and it is. All right. (laughs) I like that, darling. Congratulations. Yes, 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 and that's what it's about. And uh, and I will solicit the prayers for everybody else on the phone lines to just keep. And I'm not just being religious here. I really hope when we say pray for each other, we do. And that's one thing I want this blog in the future to get more serious with. I'm not saying we're not serious as a family, but I'm saying I want to get more serious with prayer. I really think we should do a family uh, prayer chain. We'll talk about that more in the future. But I really think we got to get more serious with praying for each other because prayer is, is serious and it's powerful. And God does answer prayer. And we do wrestle with our war, our battle is not with flesh and blood. There is a spiritual war going on, a spiritual warfare. And, and I know people trivialize prayer, but if you believe in and you're really talking to the Most High and you're serious, there is power in prayer. It can be more powerful than, than atomic bombs at times because atomic bombs is controlled by people. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Ivory, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show, this portion of the show. And again, um, just appreciate you coming on and uh, doing a very good job. Any last words to uh, Ivory, Miss Darlene? Um, just, um, I love you and keep up the good work. And set, take a look at your phone line and see if you see uh, anybody's hand up because. <clears throat> I should be getting a call from Japan. Oh, really? Okay, folks. I'm looking at the phone lines. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. If you're on the phone lines, anybody want to just say hi, hello? We got a lot of shy people in the family, and I don't know why it is. I just think it's uh, people are intimidated by these phone lines. And but 
listen, if you want to, everybody wants to say anything to Ivory. And most of the time, family just enjoys sitting back listening. They're doing something else. They might be, you never know. Uh, some people heard one particular family member say she'd like doing her work while she listened to the blog. So this varies. People don't various <laughs> things. But I don't see a hand up at this time. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There's one hand. Let me look and see if there's any more. Quickly, quickly, while I'm looking, because when I go to this caller, folks, I don't want them to say, oh, I had my hand up, too. Go ahead and press 1 now while I can see your hand, folks, because I'm having to scroll up and down. And, you know, when I start scrolling, I don't see the phone numbers that's below. Okay? So right now we're going to go ahead to area code, 210653. Uh, go ahead with your question or your comment. And there we go. we got another hand. And we'll come to you, area code 682 in a second, okay? But right now, area code 210653, go ahead with your question or comment. Hey, Ivory. Hey, Seth, Darlene. This is hey, your hey. Emma Jewell, Douglas Happy Johnson birthday. in San Antonio, Texas, the daughter of Ennis Buddy Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas, granddaughter of Ed Douglas and Isabel Kennedy. Thank you. Today is my birthday, and thank you for that special birthday message and send-off for me today. And I was so happy to hear my niece. I'm so happy for you, and I know you're going to do well. I uh, You did a wonderful interview. Hey, I didn't hear anything about AKA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Sora, you're my Sora. <laughs> yes, and so congratulations on, on that also. Did you pledge there at Ohio State? Uh, no, at Texas State. At Texas State. Well, congratulations, mm-hmm. congratulations. You did a wonderful job. Yeah, and uh, happy birthday to all the birthday people there, too. And also uh, in May is my granddaughter's birthday, my birthday, oh. Janice Johnson. My daughter's daughter, her birthday is May 30th. And so I'm also happy that she was born also in May, like her grandmother. <laughs> So right. I really enjoyed so everything, and uh, I enjoyed everything. You did a wonderful job, and I pray for your continued success, and uh, I know that God will continue to keep you and bless you and keep you in his tender care, and you will keep pushing. You will be successful. Thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. Thank you, Miss so Joel, for calling. Always good to hear your voice, always. Thank you. And uh, give us, are you still there, Amy? I'm still here. Okay. What's, her name again was Maya? Yeah, Maya, Sonia's daughter, Maya Brzee, Jornice Johnson, Sonia's daughter. Her birthday is May 30th, and she's a, a student at UTSA San Antonio. She just finished her first year and has done an excellent job. So, um we're really happy over that too, and maybe the next time she'll be able to listen or go online and listen to Ivy because it could really help her with what you were saying with her college career, also. Okay. Well, All right. I don't know how I right. her, but I got it down now. Yeah. So. We're getting there. Oh, that's great. Well, anyway, Miss Emma, always good to hear from you, and, and uh, tell your husband. For me, he did a wonderful job uh, on that um, financial uh, weekly tip. I really 
really appreciate that. Uh, he's doing really good on that. Yeah, he was listening, but he just uh, decided not to say anything. I said, well, I just have to call in and congratulate my niece, you know, on what a, a good job she did. And I always enjoy his comments and the recipes and just everything. I listen every week. I just, a lot of time I don't say anything, but I be sitting here listening the entire time. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Y'all are so supportive. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good job. Continue. Well, thank, thank you. you. Well, all right, folks. That was Miss, the one and only Miss Emma Jewel, all the way from San Antonio, Texas, the wife of William B., uh, the smart man that was on earlier with the financial tips of the week. And we're wrapping up with Ivory Douglas all the way in Columbus. But before we do, she have another person that wants to say hello. Erico 682 go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, hello, I'm Celeste McVeigh Johnson. Hi, Uncle Seth. Hey, Ivory. Hi, Darlene. Hey, Miss Celeste. Hello. I'm in uh, Forward, Texas, but um, I just wanted to call because she gave a really great interview, and you gave and a lot of... Hold on, Celeste. Just let me tell everybody know who you are because everybody knows who Celeste is, y'all. This is Tanya's daughter, my niece, okay, who graduated also. Her, her picture's on the slideshow if y'all want to know how Celeste looks, but she graduated also just like Miss Ivory. Uh, congratulations to you, Miss Celeste, and this is Thank Irene's you. granddaughter, as a Lee's great great granddaughter, go ahead, Celeste. But yeah, I just wanted to say you gave a very good in- interview. You gave a lot of uh, information and stuff I was, you know, thinking about and you know didn't know how to go about. I started a little late, but uh, I'm getting there. And uh, I just wanted to say I'm very proud of all of our family. We have so many cousins. I have little cousins that are in school now, and there's a lot of graduations, and it's amazing. I love it. I love to see. You know, us as a whole, black people, you know, wanting to better ourselves. So that is that is a beautiful thing. And I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to tell your story. That's amazing. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Mm-hmm. That's very classy, Miss Celeste. Thank you for calling in with those kind words. Oh, yeah. Y'all yes, have a thanks. good night and stay blessed. <laughs> well, you too. Stay blessed as well. Yeah, that's Miss Lay. I mean, uh, Celeste McVeigh Johnson. And again, congratulations to you, Celeste. All right, Miss Ivory, it's been a wrap. We'll we'll, we'll do a wrap here. And any last words before I put you on hold? Hopefully you're going to keep listening to the rest of the show because we've got a lot coming. Um, Any last words? Um, Just thank you again for this opportunity. I I really had a great time. Um, and so, so yeah, once again, just please feel free to stay connected with me. Um, add me on Facebook, get my message me, get my number, whatever it is. If you, if you didn't have a chance to ask questions now, um, I would love to talk later. So thank you again for this opportunity. All right. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you and good night. Hopefully, like I said, mm-hmm. you'll hang around to some other, for the rest of the show. But if not, I understand that you're a busy lady. Thank you. And God bless you on that new job, okay? I'm not going to say good luck. I don't believe in luck. So God bless you on that new job, okay? Thank you. All right. Well, that was the one and only Miss Ivory Douglas, another just one of many graduates. 
one of many graduates. And again, if you know someone that graduated and we missed them, hey, come on. Simply give us a, a call or a text or post a picture on the Ed and Isabel page. And uh, maybe we'll mention it next week, okay? Folks, I'm going to go in and switch gears quickly here. We want to bring on Tasha. Y'all are going to really like what Miss Tasha Mahia is going to be talking about with regards to recipes, remedies, and reduce prices. Tasha is the daughter of Donna. Donna is um, Azalee's granddaughter and Irene's daughter. So I want y'all to know who Tasha is again. And it's another niece. You heard from Celeste. This is another niece. And I just want to say this real quick before I play this clip of Tasha, and you can't miss it. She is really laying it out. Um, any family members that want to do a clip, just like Tasha have done that William B. did earlier, of anything, any topic, uh, sports is still open, anything. But I want it to be related to the family as possible, and I want the clips to be no more than seven minutes. Feel free to let us know, Darlene or I, and just, just, just let us know what you want to do, and we'll see can we fit it in. And just remember, you have to commit to doing it every week. Just send us a clip every week via email, and we'll play your clip. You don't have to always listen to the show. It'll just be played regardless. Hopefully you do listen to the show, though. But anyway, this is just a sample. This is how you do it, the way Tosh is about to do it. And uh, just simply send those clips. Uh, we'll first call us and let us know what you're going to be doing, and uh, we'll see if we can fit that in, all right, that topic in. This this uh, is going to be, again, uh, Asley's granddaughter. We'll be right back, folks. Good evening, family. I'm excited to be here with you again and anxious to share with you recipes, remedies, and reduced prices with the hope that it will add a little flavor, healing, and some change in your pockets. My name is Tasha, and on to the first R and our 3R segment, recipes. If you didn't know this about me already, I absolutely love slow cooker meals. I use my slow cooker at least once a week. As a matter of fact, I use mine tonight. And I have another easy-peasy recipe uh, for you guys, the name of it is Easy Slow Cooker Creamy Italian Chicken. It uses only five ingredients, and um, those ingredients are a pound and a half of chicken breast, maybe a little more. You can cube it, um, a bar of cream cheese, a can of chicken soup, a pack of zesty Italian salad dressing, and two cloves of garlic. Now, you can mince it yourself, or I actually buy the pre-minced uh, garlic and you will use about a tablespoon of that in your um, in your slow cooker. Again, it's a slow cooker, so you put everything in. So you put all the five ingredients in the slow cooker, cover and cook it on low for about seven hours, uh, on high for about four maybe. I like to periodically stir mine as they cook in the slow cooker. You can serve this many different ways, over noodles, over rice, in sandwiches. You can garnish it with... Um, fresh ch uh, chopped parsley and Parmesan cheese, if you like. The sauce melts perfectly into a creamy texture, and it tastes really good. If any of you try these recipes that I give you in, in, during this segment and you like them, give me a shout-out. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you have any uh, suggestions of what you would like to hear or try or anything like this. I'm always trying to 
try different things so we don't get bored around the house as well. So, But, you know, I like easy things, so I figured I would try some of the easier things for you guys and keep it short and sweet. Now, on to number two, remedies. Um, if you're not already familiar with rosehip oil, I encourage you to do a little research and add it to your regimen of personal care. Now, I personally have been using this oil for the past couple of months, and I absolutely love it. As a matter of fact, I'm out, and I need to go get um, another little jar. Um, I have a combination oily skin, and so I have to be careful what I put on my skin to avoid breakouts. But we still need to moisturize our skin no matter what skin type we have. And rosehip oil is awesome for all skin types. Um, as, as you can tell by the name, rosehip oil is harvested from the seeds of rose bushes, and it is chock full of vitamins and antioxidants and essential fatty acids that are known to correct dark spots and hydrate dry, itchy skin, all while reducing scars and fine lines. With beauty, with beauty benefits like these, rosehip oil has the potential to become the next coconut oil, which everybody's raving about right now. Um, it is non-greasy and super light, um, and unlike heavier oils like jojoba and shea butter that people like to put on their skin, rosehip oil absorbs very easily and completely. It is recommended to use in addition to lotions and creams as it is anti-inflammatory and antioxidant, which these properties help re decrease environmental damage and soothe the skin. So awesome, awesome stuff. Also, it's a natural acne and eczema treatment. It works wonders for dry scalp and itchiness due to stress and chemicals and shampoos. It's, it's, it's really what the skin needs for hydration and skin sensitivities. Yeah, with skin rejuvenation properties like vitamin C and lycopene, Rosehip seed oil is a safer solution to repair the skin's surface. Now, it restores elasticity and protects against sun and pollution stressors that can lead to wrinkles. So hold off on the Botox. 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 <laughs> hold off on the Botox, and let's give this a try first. Um, and it seems ladies and gents both, we're all very concerned about putting our best face forward. So give this a try. It's a very inexpensive, um, easy-to-find oil. You can find it in most health food stores. I've never ordered it online, but I know that you can get it online. I prefer to purchase things like this local, so if it doesn't work out, you can return it. So, um, But you can purchase this in most health food stores very, uh, very readily and easily. I think I found it in each one of the stores that we have here. Now, our last R is um, reduced prices. Now, if any of you are in the market for a new refrigerator, uh, this one may be for you. Uh, Sears.com, not the store, but you have to go online to purchase this one, has a Kenmore stainless steel side-by-side -side refrigerator. The original price on this refrigerator was uh, $1,350.99, so $1,349.99, and it drops all the way down to $899.99 at Sears.com. Now, if you use the code EXTRA50 during checkout, It'll drop that price even lower to $849.99. Plus, guys, the delivery is free. It's like you can't beat it. So you can't beat getting a side-by-side -side refrigerator for $850, and they deliver it for you for free. I couldn't find this refrigerator price anywhere lower than this. Uh, the lowest price, next lowest price was $170 more than this. So um, I really did look around to see if I could beat this price. It has... 25.4 cubic feet of space with three gallon-sized door bins, adjustable spill-proof glass shelves, and two crisper drawers. 
It has an outer built-in water and ice dispenser. Of course, sales tax is not included, but all in all, awesome price for this. It's a really sleek and nice-looking little uh, refrigerator there. Decent size, too. So I hope that um, these, those three R's, you know, was helpful and informative, and it has been a pleasure sharing this information with you. Thank you again, Uncle Seth, for allowing me to be a part of this program. Let us continue to grow, inspire, and connect with one another. Guys, until next time, God bless, and I love you guys. Take care. Goodbye. think of that. That's the one and only Tasha talking about recipes, remedies, and reduce prices. And she may save some folks some money. She just may. Okay, folks. Uh, I just want to say two people hands up. Celestia Hand is still up for press one again. Otherwise, it looks like you have a question right now. And I think that was from earlier. As well as Emma Jewel, your hand is still up. Uh, Emma Jewel, your hand is still up as well. Thank you, Celestia. You pressed one. Emma Jewel, if you can press one. Because y'all may want to come back on with another question. And so you want your hand to go down. So Emma Jewel, if you can, press one. All right, folks. All right. We thought we'd go ahead and do a little bit of did you know at this time, and then after that we're going to go into our mystery topic. You cannot miss the mystery topic for tonight. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best part of the show, even though we've had some very good parts. It may, well, it's going to be just as good as all the other parts. How about that? So, darling, your line is now open, and um, wanted to say, um, it's been a while since we played Did You Know, right? It's been a while. You're right. It's yeah, yeah. So I want to go ahead and uh, just, did you know it's something that we do just to kind of keep the family up on uh, information about the family? And sometimes we do do uh, uh, information or history, facts outside of the family. Well, it has to do with African Americans. Uh, sometimes I like to go back even further and, and um go into the ancient, the uh, scriptures, and bring up facts that I think maybe you might not know. So this is what we do with Did You Know. If you want to do a Did You Know, you want to come on the line and share something that you think the family don't have a clue about that might be inspirational, press one. Everybody hand is down, so press one. We'll bring you back on if you already came on. If you haven't been on, just press one, and we will hear what you have to say with your facts that you think the family may not know about, okay? So, Darlene, I guess I'll go first, okay? Okay. And uh, I think we'll, how many, how many do you think we should do, Darlene? I'm going to let you, uh, we'll set the standard here. Be a little impromptu. What you, how, how many? One, two, three, well, what do you I, think? I have two for sure here. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead with your two, and then I'll just go after you. Okay. So what, um, what is it? <clears throat> Did you know that we have six presidents that their racial background was in question? You know what's weird no. about that? I, I I did know that, but I would bet you... Some people didn't know. When you say their racial background is in question, let me make sure I know what you're talking about. You're talking about they were black presidents. They had maybe just a little bit of black blood in them. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes. I, you know what, when I promised to God, I was just thinking about asking that same question. That's no. the weirdest thing you just ever did since she's on this show with me. <laughs> I was thinking about the exact same question. Now, how, what, a, what a coincidence is that? Out of all the thousands of things that I can talk about, you know, I go, I jump all over the place. But anyway, well, I want to just the way that go ahead. The way that Santa is saying that one person is verified, and that mm-hmm. would be Obama, of course. And they are saying the other six are not verified. Hmm. So, hmm. do you know what six they are? I don't know the six there. I've seen it in a book called What They Didn't Teach, What They Never Taught You in History, and I've seen it in uh, some other lectures. Have brought it up. But yeah, I've, I've heard of it for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, that was a good one. I guess I'll go next. You want to go? We got another one. That was a good one. Let me make sure uh, anybody on the phone line may say I've heard of it too. If you um if you're on the phone lines, you want to comment on what she just said. Great, uh, Darling, I look like every, um, I think Kim and your hand went back up. Let's go ahead and see if if this is Erico two one zero six five three. Your hand was up. Uh, did you have a question or comment? Well. Uh, yeah, this is Imajua, uh Douglas Johnson again. But what I want to say is, to, is, did you know that I tried the barbecue, root, the root beer uh, recipe chicken that Tasha talked about last week? Did you know that it is wonderful? It is so delicious. <laughs> I want everybody to know that I went the next day, bought all the ingredients, and fixed it. It is wonderful. So I want you to know I was listening to that. And I am trying her recipes. Oh, really? Now, wait a minute. The okay. recipe she mentioned last week? Yes, the one she mentioned and last week. I went, to, I, went, yep. I went the very next day, bought all the ingredients, came back and made my root beer chicken barbecue sauce, and it's wonderful. And I wanted to let everybody know that about her. That <laughs> So she is getting response on that. So did you know that? I tried it. <laughs> great, I'm gonna great. let her I'm know that. Try that. I'm gonna yeah. let her know that. She, I bet she, I bet she know that. Listen, folks, anybody on the phone, uh, on the um, listening to the show, you got to call the number, but you probably don't have time now. It's only ten seconds left. I'm about to choke her. But anyway, hopefully they call the phone lines. Y'all should know it by now. But no, Miss Imajua, I'm sure. Tasha will be glad to hear. I'm going to make a note here to tell her uh, if she's not listening tonight. I don't know who all these phone numbers are, but that's really good. I'm glad to hear that. I I, I know it's a little different from your regular. Did you know? But I just had to do that to let you know that I am listening and I am trying it and I enjoy her recipes and it was delicious. And I'm going to try the other ones too. And I wanted her to know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, that is something. You probably made my day with that. We we do these things, Emma, and uh, we, we don't know who is really listening, who's participating, because we have a very shy family. And uh, at least when it comes down to phone lines, I'm sure in their, in, their, in, their, in their private world, they probably is far from shy, shy with this Douglas blood in them. But anyway, it's good to know that you're listening and you actually are going out and applying the things, because we really want it to be a blessing to you. So I'm so glad that you tried that. Oh, yes. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Miss Emma Julie. You know, don't forget to press one. 
and that's Emma Jewel again. I was from San Antonio. I told you, uh, supportive, and uh, that was that is going to be something that I'm going to always remember that. And I, we do these little things on the show. Little things like that make our uh, day because we want our family to enjoy what we're putting out here, take advantage of William B.'s advice, Tasha's advice, anything. Darling, put out, darling, put out job uh, postings on the Ed and Isabel page. There's a, some of y'all do some of the same things, too, but that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to be more united. Okay, folks, I'm telling you, you better have a village. You better have a village. And some of us can't get along with each other anyway, so we might as well just enlarge our, enlarge our borders and just try to be just try to hook up with as many people as we can until we're all able to get along like the Christ uh, would have us to do. Anyway, folks, my did you know, and then Darling has one more, and then I'll share another one, is did you know, family, that there are several uh, duplicate chapters in the Bible? Several duplicate chapters in the Bible. And, uh, I mean, you can go to one chapter in the Bible, and read. I'll say start at verse 1, and I can go to another book and read, and it's the exact same thing. Some people, when I first found it out, I was a little bit, kind of been out of shape about that. I'm like, well, is there an error? What's going on? But I come to realize that this probably is a miracle of God to let everybody know that the Bible is true. The Bible is very true, and that you know, it's counted in two different places, and it's word for word. Very little changes. I think there was uh, very little changes. So it just proved to me that the Bible is solid by these chapters lining up and nothing being off. So uh, did you know that, darling, about the duplicates chapters in the Bible? No, I did not. Yes, it's the craziest thing. You can go to one... I'll give you, uh, let's see if I can find some while I'm talking here. I used to know them by heart. But it's like about four or five places in the Bible where it's identically duplicate chapters. You'd be in two different locations reading the exact same word. And like I say, the fact that it's word for word for word proves that the Bible is accurate. Okay? So that's my ditch you know for today. But our family's really okay. easy. All you got to do is go to Google and just Google duplicate chapters. And so I happened mm-hmm. to run into that the other day. That's what made me think of that. But I think it just shows how powerful our God is, that his word is solid, and that uh, even though two authors may be writing the same story, it, they give the same account. So anyway, that's mine. And, uh, darling, I'll let you go again, and then I'll go, and we can move on to uh, the uh, mystery topic for tonight. Okay. Are you familiar with John Henry? Which one? The lumberjack John Henry? Which one? <laughs> yes, the steel driver. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, okay. He was racing a, a steam power driven machinery, and he actually won. Is that who what? you're talking about? I didn't know he did that. Driving, yeah. It, Everything is up in debate, you know. Some people know a different story. That's why people need to write stuff down because you could tell somebody, you know, we all have different stories of what happened in the family or whatever, and it gets changed around on down the line. But he was, um, 
he had a steer driver by hand, and he was racing uh, against a steam-powered hammer, and he actually won. But I have uh, never heard that one. You got me on that. Yeah, he, he actually died on with, that one. He actually died with the hammer in his hand. His heart just gave out, but he won. But and I, I think it it comes out in quite a few songs if you listen. Probably mostly um, country and western where they're talking about still country driving. and western, and they talk about a black yeah. man. Well, still driving, not um, per se a black man. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that's a good one. But he, I love learning. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't know that. Yeah, I gotta put that on my list. He, he was actually a prisoner in 1873. So. Wow! No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the stress of his heart. Well, I got a, I got out. one that's uh, will surely be a brain twister. I think anyway. Maybe everybody knows it but me. But uh, did y'all know that one of the fathers of the internet, one of the fathers of the internet, the big worldwide internet is a black man. His name is Philip. It's an African. Philip, I can't pronounce his last name. I ain't going to try. Imagawal. E-M-E-A-G-W-A-L-I. I ain't going to even try. E-M-E-A-G-W-A-L-I. Here's why he's one of the fathers. Check this out, folks. This black man produced the fastest processor on the planet. You know how when you push enter and it processes stuff for you? Well, the world was going at a slower pace till he came along and gave it the speed. So that's why we're able to, our computers are moving at lightning speed. The person that brought this man, in Africa he's known, but you know how a press wants to hide anything black. So Bill Clinton, I have to give him points for this, brought this man to the forefront and made him, made him a household name, again, in the United States, but not in other parts of the world. They knew about him in France and other parts. Europe is more liberal to African Americans than even our own country. They're very racist in this country, and, and, and you'd be surprised how much they hide from us. But anyway, folks, that's a little bit of did you know. Normally, we, go, we have more guests, co-hosts, and we have more, but I just wanted to get on to this mystery. This mystery of a topic we have tonight. As you know, last week, actually, you know what? I want it to be, even be such a mystery. I don't even want to talk about it last week. I just want to play this clip. And uh, we'll be back, and Darlene and I will comment on it if, if she cared to, okay? So let's go and play the first clip of our mystery topic. Check this out, family. Hey, guys, it's me, Brianna, and um, I know I'm coming to you guys with no makeup on, and here I am, have a beauty channel, but I just wanted to talk about something that's really, you know, close to my heart, and it is suffering in silence. Um, Too many of us suffer in silence. Just to let you guys know, um, just a little back history, a few years ago, I almost died. Um, I was bit by a brown recluse spider, and it got in my bloodstream, and it had an effect on me to where my body started to shut down. I went into shock. Um, my body started to shut down. You know, I was unconscious. It's, I almost died um, a few years ago. 
and you know now when I think about it after like that ordeal you know almost died and I had surgery and I got better you know I had all these blood transfusions and you know I think I think about back then and how I coped with it I should have went to a psychiatrist I should have got therapy I didn't because I was raised where if you have a problem, you pray about it. You always pray about it. You don't, you don't go to a therapist. You don't go to a psychiatrist. Are you serious? No. If you have an issue, you go to the Lord about it. You do not tell people your problems. And I think about back then how I coped with it. You know, here I am, a young woman in college, and I almost succumbed to a poisonous spike. And I remember getting out of the hospital, and I remember going to my girlfriend and crying to my girlfriend about how I'll never find a man. Something so ridiculous. I was literally worried about not being able to find a man. Like, and if you know me, that's not my character. I'm one of those women who are so independent, like, just so joyfully independent and love my, my independence. So, for me to have almost died a week before that, and I was crying to my girlfriend about me never being able to find a man. That's what I was focused on. And my girlfriend was like, girl, what's wrong with you? Like, one, it's completely out of your character. And for two, you almost just died. You're really sitting up here crying at me about not finding a man. But that's how I coped with it. I found the most ridiculous thing I could possibly think of to focus my energy on. Because I was hurting. I was in pain. I was traumatized. And I didn't get help. I should have got help. I didn't get help. I suppressed that memory. Two years later, I graduated from college, and I started having extreme panic attacks. I mean, I could not sleep. There was one night I was having panic attacks. It was maybe like 2 o'clock in the morning. I could not breathe. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I just, it was so frightening. And I remember the next day, I told my mom, I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go seek help. I need to seek help. I cannot. This burden is too heavy for me to carry. And my mom, she was amazing. She said, you know, let's let's do that. I'll split the cost with you. We'll split the cost of you going to see a therapist. And, you know, I had a girlfriend who I told, and she was like, girl, you are not white. You do not go to therapists. You pray to the Lord. The Lord is all you need. But it wasn't. You know, I had this heavy burden, and it was getting heavier and heavier. And I was stressed, and I couldn't cope. So I went to a therapist. I went to a therapist. I talked to a therapist. And it is one of the best decisions I've ever made. One of the best decisions I ever made was going to a therapist when I was hurting. Because she opened up my mind. She opened up a lot of the reasons why I was having panic attacks. A lot of the reasons why I was suffering. A lot of reasons why I was stressed. A lot of reasons why I was gaining so much weight. A lot of the reasons why I was unhappy. A lot of the reasons why I had this burden to carry that was so heavy upon me. She was able to help me with resolutions I did not even know existed. She helped me find ways to cope. And I think it's important that in the black community, it's so taboo to go to a therapist, to go to a psychiatrist. If you go seek help, you're not crazy. You are not crazy if you go to a therapist. You are not weak if you go to a therapist. You are not unreligious if you go to a therapist. That has nothing to do with you. You going to see a therapist is not your identity. Going to a therapist is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. It is a sign that you were suffering internally and you took these steps you had to take to get help, to seek assistance. It's 
so easy to suffer in silence. I feel like, especially black women, we suffer in silence. We've always suffered in silence. We've always. It's time to break that chain. If you are suffering, seek help. Please seek help. If you have a burden that's too heavy to carry, seek help. If you are dealing with a tragedy or you're dealing with the death, baby, seek help. If you are stressed because you can't find a job or, like me, you have a near-death experience, seek help. Do not suffer in silence. Do not suffer in silence. We should trust in the Lord, and we know that, you know, the Lord has our back. But God has given us other ways. He, he has, that's like someone who's sick and someone's saying, oh, girl, don't take that medicine. You know, just pray about it. God put that medicine here to make you get better. You know, there are people out here to speak to. God has a way of showing us. God has given us ways to deal with this. We should not have to deal with anything in silence. We should not. You should not have to. Do not feel bad for speaking up. Even if you just need an ear to talk to or just someone to hear you, baby, seek help. Please, please, please seek help. A co-worker of mine today, he passed away. You know, very young guy, very nice guy. Um, he passed away from a heart attack. And, you know, um, they were saying, you know, there's, there's therapists downstairs. And I know someone who was like, therapists, you know. We don't do therapists. But coming from somebody who has truly been depressed, and depression is real, um, seek help. And more importantly, do not think it's a sign of weakness to seek help. If you have someone who is suffering or is depressed or just stressed or just, if you have somebody who is just dealing with a lot, please encourage them to, to get help. You know, it's, I get that, you know, pray to the Lord about your problems. I mean, pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. But do not hold it inside. Do not bottle it up inside until it becomes unbearable. Until it kills you. You know, suicide among black women is increasing every single year. It increased by 6% last year. It is a taboo for us to get help. So we bottle it all in until we cannot cope anymore. Seek help. Please, 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 please seek help. Um, I provided some links down below. Some hotline numbers. If you or dealing with anything, or if you can't afford to go to a therapist or psychiatrist, I did provide some crisis hotline numbers down below for you guys to talk to. I know this is kind of out of the norm for me. You know, this is a beauty channel. But this is something that I really just wanted to put out there for you guys because I've been there. I know how it is to suffer. I know how it is to be in pain. I almost died. I had a near-death experience. I felt I, my body went into shock. I felt my body closing down. Like, I almost died, you guys, and I was so traumatized by it, and I coped with it in such an odd way. I worried about the most superficial things to try to cope with me almost dying. I wish I, I wish I felt help then. I wish I didn't feel like, you know, oh, me reaching out is bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Talk to you guys later. You guys have an absolutely amazing day. Um... I love you guys so much. We, we're amazing. I absolutely love you guys, my family. Please seek help. I continue to pray for you, and talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay. Um, uh, just open up Miss Darling line. Darling, you there? Yes, I'm here. What did you think of that? 
that's kind of what I was saying last week. I mean, absolutely. You have to, yeah. And actually, I tried sending this to you, and it didn't go. And I may try to post it on the page. It, and it's like an article out of Huntington Post, and it's saying um, it's okay. We as black people, we as people in general, you know, we're taught to be strong, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you know, I watched the aunt of mine go to her son's funeral, and she did not cry. She didn't cry at all. And um, the next week she was dead. So I don't think she'd be still alive today. You know, that's not my for me to say, but I think she should have let out some pressure. And um, it said it's okay to ask for help. And it's kind of what she was saying. And it's okay to know that you're not alone. And, you know, it's it's something that was, maybe it's talked about more today, but in older people, it wasn't talked about. It was just like swept under the rug. So what she said well, was very good information. Yeah, and it's more to come from y'all and her or nothing. This gentleman is talking. You gotta hear these testimonies. This is positive. This is good news. This is not bad news. Y'all got to hear these people. <laughs> so check this out. We're gonna go ahead and go right to the next. The next clip is the next clip is four minutes, five minutes. The next clip is four minutes, and then we're gonna wrap up this show. But you gotta hear these clips. I'm telling you. I warn you. So anyway, here's clip number two. We'll be right back. Don, sometimes black women are the backbone of the family, and that means that sometimes they are the very last person to take time to care for themselves. So that means vulnerability an illness that affects millions of I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Our hand went up, and we got this rule. When you raise your hand, we stop everything. So let me go back to the phone line. If Whoever had their hand up, I'm not going to call any names out because I'm not sure. There we go. Okay, area code 682. I think this is Celeste again. Six eight two four four four. Uh go ahead with your question or comment, please. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment right quick. I know you got another clip, but uh no, what no, she was saying absolutely true. Um, I went through the same thing. Well not not so much as a near death experience, but I felt like I was dying. Um, you do you hear a lot of times, you know, like uh I was just in a bad relationship. Let's just say that my first marriage was horrible. But um you know, you bottle up a lot of things and you hold it inside. And, you know, I felt like, you know, that was my punishment. You know, I have to deal with it. And, you know, uh, as black people, you know, your parents are hard. You know, they tell you, you know, you make your baby lie in it. So, you know, I held in a lot of things. And a lot of people didn't know a lot of that. But I did. I suffered from um, severe anxiety, uh, panic attacks. I couldn't even leave my house. Um I went to doctors, and they were just like, okay, take this pill. And nobody was offering me to go to counseling. And at the time, I probably couldn't even afford a counseling, but I did a lot of reading. Uh, I would pray, and I would ask God, you know, God, what do I, what do, I do, you know? And I, my prayer was always to, Lord, open my eyes, and don't let me be blind. And um, he did. He opened my eyes to a lot of things, you know, to get out of my situation and from what I should do from there. I started to read a lot of books, spend a lot of time in libraries, um, joining online 
groups with people who suffered the same thing and pretty much hearing people's stories that sounded just like mine. You know, you're like she said, you're not alone. So, you know, if you if you do have those kind of problems, you do, you know, it's always somebody to talk to. And, you know, those things are more common than you think. Like she said, it's a growing number every day. Uh, people just don't want to talk about it. But um, I tell people all the time, you know, anybody you need to talk, you know, I'm a listener. <laughs> uh, me and my sister talk all the time. We're on the phone all the time. So, you know, I leave that channel open. And uh, even, you know, family or whatever, sometimes you don't want to talk to just your sister or, you know, your mom or your dad. You might want to talk to another cousin or something. I know sometimes some stuff I can't talk to my sister about, I might tell my cousin about, you know, Tanny or something. But, you know, you know, it is out there. You know, um, like a, my name is Celeste. Like she said, you know, you can meet me. You, you know, you can find me on Facebook too. But I will listen. It is a real thing, and it Celeste is McVay. hard. Please tell me your last name because they're gonna probably yes, call Celeste McVeigh Johnson. Yes, but it is it is a very real thing, and I dealt with that on top of in the middle of a divorce and raising kids, and wow, yeah. So it is. It's a real thing, and I am thankful. Like she said, you know, God gives you avenues to find what you need and get the help that you need. And I am grateful because that's the only way that I made it through was continued prayer that my mom taught me and her mom taught her, and he led me to what I needed to do without being, you know, without leading to suicide. So I am thankful for that and blessed. Well, thank you, Celeste. That was very kind of you to share that personal information. And I hope, family, y'all listening, and uh, I will take Celeste up on that because she do mean it. She will talk to you. She will talk to you. Well, Celeste, I appreciate that. And I didn't mind stopping that clip at all for that. Any other family members want to come and just like Celeste is, it's not a problem. Y'all are more important than the clip, actually. So I'm looking at the phone lines. I don't see any other questions. I'm going to go ahead and go to back to the clip. Uh, Celeste, don't forget to press one. You can come back on later if you like. All right. But I appreciate you doing that, niece. All right, folks, that was Celeste McVeigh Johnson. Remember, she said you can hook, you can hit her up on Facebook, and she will talk to you. Very nice spirit. And Celeste, don't forget to press 1, just in case you want to talk again. On this show, y'all can talk more than once. Again, these next two clips are not that long, five minutes and then four minutes, and we're out of here, okay? But you got to hear what is being said. Here we go, clip number two. Don, sometimes black women are the backbone of the family, and that means that sometimes they are the very last person to take time to care for themselves. So that means vulnerability often to an illness that affects millions of Americans, depression. But because depression isn't often openly talked about in the black community, black women sometimes are unaware that's what they're suffering from. <sighs> Terry Williams is a successful publicist who's had a long list of top-tier clients. On the surface, she always looked like she had it together, but on the inside... It was so dark. It was the hardest thing in the world just to just get up, to shower, and to dress, and to put the mask on. Because you had to put the mask on. You had to walk out that door and pretend that all was well. Even a background in social work didn't help Terry see she was suffering from depression. You're a social worker. You know what that means. Exactly. How come you didn't know that's I, what you had? You don't. You just don't. Some mental health experts say there's a reason black women often don't recognize they're depressed. 
it's definitely something that hasn't been talked about in our culture, and so people don't know what the signs and symptoms of depression are. Because it's unrecognized, depression often goes untreated. And some health experts say ignoring their mental health may be causing black women's physical health to suffer, contributing to high rates of heart disease, hypertension, and diabetes. And it, it has to do with, I, I call the body screaming. You know, somehow it has to get out. Something has to break down eventually. And so we are breaking down in numbers that are astounding. I think I'm vulnerable to... It was after a mental to, breakdown uh, that Terry Williams got help in the form of therapy and medication. I was highly irritable. I snapped at people. She decided to share her story in a book and with know, audiences around the country. Okay, She's been moved by the response. When I speak about it at these events, I can't tell you the number of people who come up to me afterwards and say, that's my story, in tears. How many of those people who say, that's my story too, are black and female? Overwhelmingly female, black female. Black women carry, carry the nation, carry our communities, you know? We're nurturers, we're caretakers, and feel like we have to be there and do for every. Body. Brenda Gallion is the oldest of five children and was the one the family turned to after her siblings became ill and her mother was diagnosed with cancer. She cared for everyone but herself. She was worn out and gaining weight. I don't recall ever crying. I did not have time to cry. So 65 pounds could have been mostly tears, you know, just stuff on the inside that wasn't or I didn't have the ability to get out. It never occurred to Brenda to see a therapist. Like so many generations of black women, she turned to God instead. We grew up in church, and when things were beyond what I thought I could handle, I'd pray about it. Dr. Michelle Balamani understands the importance of the church to black women because she's also an ordained minister. She spent her career trying to build a bridge between church and therapy, letting women know they're not turning away from God by seeking help. I preach that God can heal in many ways. In the same way that you go to a doctor to get your leg fixed if it's broken, um, you can go to a therapist um, if you need one. You need to put your own gas mask on first so that if you're going to be taking care of all these other people, take care of yourself first so you can do a better job at it. Now with her own gas mask in place, Terry Williams hopes her words can help others begin to heal themselves. When you hear somebody else and their tears start to flow, you feel the emotion, it's other people talking. That's the goal. Last year, Terry Williams started a national mental health awareness campaign directed toward the black community. It's called Healing Starts With Us. She hopes to educate African Americans about the signs and symptoms of depression and to end the stigma associated with getting professional help. Don. Okay, there you have this clip number two. Last clip is four minutes, and I think it's probably the best one because it's two men. Football player making millions of dollars turned down millions. He couldn't do it no more. Y'all got to hear this. Darlene, what do you think of the last clip before I play this? Uh, I mean, what do you think of the clip I just played? Good You've been saying it all along. 
right? Good information. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's kind of, it's new to a person probably over 50, and it's good beginning information for a younger person. Because it's like we weren't taught to um, to give in to it, to seek help. Yep, yep, yep. Well, listen, folks, we're going to go ahead and do the last interview. We may be able to uh, close out the show a little early tonight. So check this out, clip number three, our third one. I just didn't want to, want to overwhelm everybody with depression. Again, this is good news, though, good news that come out of depression. That's what we. That's what this is about tonight, good news, testimonies that come out of depression. Here we go. Depression is an illness that affects more than 14 million Americans every year, black, white, young, old. But black Americans seek help for depression far less often than whites do. For black men, sometimes it's the stigma of mental illness that prevents them from being open about their struggle with depression. But we spoke to one man who's trying to change that for other black men. Sean Andrews is much of the strength behind the Philadelphia Eagles' offensive line. Last summer, this six-foot-four, 330-pound right guard almost sidelined himself. I talked to my agent and told him that I don't think I want to train the camp. And you, you wanted to quit? Yeah, I wanted to give it up. And he said, well, there's a chance that you could lose a few million dollars. And at this point, I'm like, so what, Rich? You, know, you I'm didn't thinking, care? I didn't care. So you knew something was wrong? I knew something was wrong. That something was clinical depression, an illness Andrew says he's battled since grade school. But he'd never talked about it to anyone. Were you thinking about killing yourself? I did have some I did have some suicidal thoughts. And I was in my truck, I never forget, I got up to about hundred and forty miles an hour and I was thinking, you know, I don't wanna be here and, and it's funny, just as I, I was thinking about flipping my vehicle or whatever the case, a picture of my son came across my phone and the look in his face was you know, as if he didn't know what was going on, but the look was like, why that? You know, it's tough. It stopped you? Yeah. From killing yourself? Mm-hmm. For many black men, depression is a dirty secret they keep hidden. They suffer mental illness as much as white men, but seek help for it only half as often. African-American men generally do not run to the therapist's office when they have a problem. Very true. I speak for a lot of African-American men, and I think a lot of guys will agree that we do, in a sense, have this, not only this wall up, but we feel like we have on this mental armor that we just, we can't be touched. Health experts say societal pressures faced by black men can cause depression even in those who've achieved success. You have a job, but the question is, do you think that you have to prove every day that you deserve to be there? These are the kinds of things that I think over time take their toll in, in terms of uh, our psychological well-being. I love being here. I For Sean it. Andrews, a, a childhood a marked by poverty and schoolyard teasing led to feelings of worthlessness that even a multi-million dollar contract couldn't heal. In my mind, I still didn't feel like I made it. I still feel like I need to buy this $300,000 car just to, to make me feel like um, I'm successful. And I wanted people to think more of me than what I was. Author John Head wrote a book about his 20-year struggle with depression and says the stigma of mental illness keeps many black men from seeking help. There's this 
fear that if you admit that you're struggling that way, that you're not living up to what you should be as a black man. The idea of manhood for black men is that, you know, you don't struggle with your emotions. You barely, you barely have emotions. Former Surgeon General David Satcher says the silence has a cost in violence and substance abuse. Many of the people in the criminal justice system uh, are suffering from mental disorders undiagnosed and untreated. I'm better. I'm a lot better. You know, Sean Andrews has seen a therapist, is now on medication, and is finally talking. I always knew something was wrong with me. I, I always was an angry person. Shining a light on his own pain in the hopes of helping others out of their darkness. Sean Andrews says he didn't speak about his depression before because of the shame and embarrassment he felt. He was afraid, he says, of being ridiculed. But now he's bringing attention to the issue, particularly for young people. He's working with an organization that's called Active Minds that helps raise awareness of mental health issues on college campuses. Let that play in the background. Well, what did y'all think of those clips? 
I must give my cousin Darling a lot of credit. She did hit hard and heavy about seeing counselors. And I kind of had a little confession. I'm one of those persons that they talked about in an interview, you know, on, the, on the clip, that kind of frowned at counselors. Not that I agree with them or don't believe they can help, but I always kind of look at it kind of like a weakness. Like, you know, how come you can't hear God for yourself? How come you can't hear the spirit that, that, that's the comforter, that's supposed to comfort us? You know, but the truth is, family, the spirit in us is a comforter. And if we could hear him, the spirit, if we could hear the spirit, if we could hear the spirit, it would comfort us. But that's the problem. Many of us have so many distractions in our life, we can't hear the spirit of the Father sent to this earth to comfort those that believe in him, that's following him. So you have a lot of church folks that can't hear the shepherd, can't hear the spirit that's in us. And, and, and I know some people are spooky and you don't believe, you don't believe, you know, this is probably fictitious to you, but there is a Holy Spirit that millions have testified, you know, they heard a voice that say, go home, and, and they went home and their child was in danger, or they heard something to say, go over here, and whatever they was needing materially was there, or to go here and they was able to get a job right away. I remember I got a job in less than, less than 15 minutes. I think that's the record. I mean, I got a good job in less than 15 minutes by listening to the voice. So, you know, I figure, I figure if you can hear the voice, why are you going to be the counselors, counselors for white people? I'm just going to be real. Yes, this might sound a little racist, but that's what I said. They're the ones that go to counsel because they want the problems. And uh, black people are just tough. We can handle it. We've been through slavery. We're the toughest people. We, I believe we are the toughest people because of the amount of weight put on us. Had not the weight been put on us and we lifted that weight, then I couldn't say we're the toughest. But because the weight was put on us and we lifted that weight, you know, more so than the American Indians, more so than Hispanics, more so than the other people, we were put, a lot of weight was put on us. And when we come up out of that, that's why we say we're the strongest people. So, no, I ain't going to no counselor. That's how I felt kind of about it. But I did, I did think that they couldn't help because some of these counselors, watch this, ready for this? Some of these counselors are full of the Spirit. And why you can't hear God, they can. So I don't knock them, but I just figured for me, you know, personally, I just want about to go to see no psychiatrist, you know, no counselor. I just felt like, so they kind of stepped on my toes there. Again, I do know that counselors can help, but I figured that was the weaker people. And so I must say um, it just was a reminder how powerful God is in working even through counselors. Darling, you heard that before, right, what I just said? Yes, I have. Yeah, pretty unfortunate. Well, I'm going to wrap the show up. I figured that was pretty much it. We hit depression last week. Donna came on and was talking about some things, and I figured tonight was short and sweet. We provided solutions, some solutions. I'm going to post that young lady, the first clip where she said she posted some some sources. I'm going to put that on the Ed and Isabel page so people will know what sources she's talking about. Because there are some people that are really going to go check out these sources. And one of them is a suicide hotline. So I know that's something we should be uh, having to talk about. But, folks, come on. We are mingling with other cultures and we're picking up their habits. And, 
And uh, it ain't it ain't just like we're the only thing strong. It's a lot of whites. It's just as strong. A lot of the strong people coming. It has to do with color. To tell you the truth. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, put this on uh, the Ed Isabel page, and uh, because somebody somewhere can use these numbers, including the suicide hotline. That's the thing that brought down on the page, down on the show last week with somebody she uh, heard uh, making some comments that was she was concerned about. So there it is. I just posted on the Ed Isabel page, and uh, if you go to that link, uh, you can see any of the sources, institutions that help on that topic. Darling, any comments or last words on this topic of depression, uh, getting free? Um, what do you think of the... I mean, I thought it was good news, wasn't it? You know, these are people that come up out of it strong, right? Correct. I'm, I'm just hoping that something was said or done to help someone. You know, so... The program tonight or last week was not done in vain. And yes. Actually, if they want to, uh, if anybody listening, they could call me. I don't know what I could do, but I could listen. Yes, I appreciate that. And I'll say the same thing. And I know I mean it. I mean, I really mean it. And uh, I don't, and I'm going to say this to you, darling, don't underestimate the God in you. And a lot of times people say, you know, Seth, you're really opinionated. And I am. But half the time, the reason I'm so assured of myself, it don't mean I'm right. I can be assured of myself and be wrong. And I have been many times. But I have learned over the years to don't underestimate the power that is inside of us. I know the Holy Spirit is inside of me because of the things that I've done. And one of these days, maybe I'll be interviewed and have Darlene interview me or something. And, uh... You'll see why I say that. I mean, I have some stories to, to, to share that you'll know. No, that was the Holy Spirit. Seth don't have enough whatever to, to produce that. You know, so I, I say to you, darling, and any other family members, yeah, open up your phone lines and your Facebooks to talk to people because don't underestimate the Spirit of God inside of you. We are powerful people. Powerful, especially those that turn their life over to the Father. Powerful. Powerful. And He does speak to us. Even when we, even some of us that are so distracted by lots of things in our life, He still speaks to us. He just don't have free range like He wants. So we need to seek to get that free range. But, darling, any last words, any last words on what you've heard, any part of the show tonight, and then I'll have last words, and we'll wrap this show up. I've been trying to do a 1030. I don't know why I can't pull it off, but go ahead. Just like I was saying earlier, I'm hoping that the show helped anybody from um, depression to education, um, just any way. Um, I hope we have been helpful tonight. Yeah, we have. Trust me. And, folks, the last thing I'm going to say is this. And, darling, I'm going to go ahead and meet your line. Um, and I appreciate you, all the things you do behind the scenes and bringing on Ivory because you, darling, been trying to bring on Ivory for like two or three weeks. So, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, so, uh, our darling line is Miss Muted. Uh, again, I really appreciate her contributions to helping this show be what it is. Uh, family, listen. I listen to these little clips, and I wasn't trying to 
hear none of it. But it drew me in. All three of them. All three of them. You know what's crazy? A lot of us is, is depressed and don't even know it. How about that? We don't have a clue that the reason we're doing what we're doing, acting what we acted, not want to be around some people, withdrawn, sleeping a lot, eating a lot, gaining weight, is depression. That's what's the worst part of this whole presentation tonight, which is why I made it a mystery, because I know if I said depression, some people aren't going to listen. But the sad thing is, there's a lot of depressed people that don't even know they're depressed. Now, that should really uh, wake up some people. Anyway, folks, I'm going to wrap this show up. I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Check this out, and uh, this is going to be pretty much uh, dedicated to those that have um, defeated uh, depression. Okay? This song is for all of you out here. You need to testify and tell of God's goodness because people need to hear that testimony for sure. Good night, everybody. Somebody in him, God has been good to you. You should be able to look at your neighbor and say, God's been good. Somebody ought to have a testimony. Somebody ought to stand on their feet and testify. For God I live and for God I die. Somebody ought to testify.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.